Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season How We Seize It, episode 88. This week we're tackling, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, 1984 release of, uh, I guess what we would call the first uh, mockumentary. I don't know if it was uh, the first, but it was it was the first one to really stand out. It's, I think, it's been kind of tagged as one of the first actual mockumentary type I think style. there was like Gods Must Be Crazy around the same time, uh, which was also the same sort of format, but it certainly wasn't a, a rock Mockumentary. Right, right, and that's and, and someone said that uh, he, the the I think it was a director or someone brought that up first. He called it a, a rockumentary, and then and, yes, and then they changed it to to mockumentary, which I think is pretty cool. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had not seen this until I watched it this week. So, uh, oh, that's I amazing. And I knew about it, you know, and I, right, I knew right. the I knew the main joke, you know, taking it to eleven. If you don't know that, you're dead. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or never watched anything or heard anything ever. Doesn't Spider Man even call that out in the uh, in in Homecoming or one of the one of the MCU? Movies? He might. Oh, yeah, I think he saw it. Does. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, from what I understand, and in, in, in I found out uh, in in my research and stuff, unless any other podcast that Spinal Tap has been noticed and mentioned and put into so much since it came out that it, it's you know it's found its way into the world I, they were on uh the simpsons you know oh, there yeah. was a whole episode where they were on the simpsons and i heard um well harry, Sh- harry shearer is a regular on the simpsons yeah. so yeah he uh, was he, for a long time Derek smalls the bassist yeah but she, i think he's he's actually one of my favorite characters in the whole thing i, I think he's, oh, he's great. great i love him um one of the other things, and this was this was one that I didn't hear from everybody, so it's not wide knowledge apparently, but uh, the Harry Potter books uh, were actually have their uh, the the all the drummers being replaced was um, kind of uh, used as a, a guide for the the defense the fence against the dark arts teacher. That's why they never have the same one each year. And, and oh, okay. J.K. Rowling came out right away and said that was the influence for that's that. That's awesome. I was, yeah. I was like, that's, that's awesome. pretty that's damn cool. Awesome. I, I had no idea about that until, until listening to some of the podcasts, which is funny because there's still some people today that, I mean, podcasts that were done this last year or the year before where people still don't understand that this is all a joke. There, oh, there was literally yes. like two people that I, uh, two different podcasts and, and like the, they were just going on, like they didn't realize that it was all a joke. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm listening to this because it's a train wreck, but uh, if you if you ever want to get super meta with Spinal Tap, you have to listen to the DVD or Blu-ray commentary mm. because oh they get in in character and oh it's an in character <laughs> commentary on the movie as if it came out in their universe and they're not happy about it. Like oh, it's yeah. this many years later, but they're not happy. Right. And they constantly call uh, Rob Reiner, who you know, uh, plays Marty DeBerge. Right. Every time he's on camera, they're like, "His his beard's fake. You can see it. Look." And, like, <laughs> he has a little. He has like a little bit of pepper in there. He's like, "You you see the gray bit? Like that's that's glue. That's glue's fake. The whole thing's fake." And, like, it was and like it, it's crazy because they're they're commenting on the jokes they make, and it's a it's honestly a second movie. It's another Spinal Tap movie. It is totally worth your time. Um, and parts of it had me crying. Like there's a part where 
um, Derek's like uh, when they're at the record party, the record kind of the record company party at the beginning, they show Derek like staring at this picture on the wall. And it's just this like kind of impressionist art crap. And he just goes, I, I tried to jump into that painting later that night and I lost my <laughs> shit. Something about him like just saying it is so subdued. Right. I, yeah. I, I Alicia and I were watching it together and we died laughing. I'd like stop the movie. It was just That's like funny. the funniest thing. I might have to go but, back uh, and get that. that. That might be yeah, It's worth your time for sure. It's, it's really good. All right. Before we get too far into this, I'll, we'll let people know who's all here because uh, you're going to hear some new voices. Uh, mm. As always, you got me and my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here in uh, Pacific Daylight Time Zone. We got some yeah. light here. Sorry, sorry, our other, our other guests are uh, yeah. in, in the dark right now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that West Coast bias going on right now. <laughs> Hardcore. It's the best yep. coast. Come on. Ooh. Uh, so, but yeah, with us again, uh, we had we had a guest uh, not too long ago on our um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. We had uh, from the Turtle Soup podcast we had ryan guy say hi ryan hey what's up what up what up yeah you might recognize his voice and then because we we had to do one better than the last one we went and got the <laughs> other turtle soup uh champion and we brought in uh eric crosby to, to help us with this one hello i'm here to help that's what i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> or just to have some fun so yeah, oh, yeah. i mean I, I wanted to get you guys on just because I have so much fun listening to you guys on Turtle Soup, and, and, and you guys were a huge influence to me as far as getting this podcast going. So having you guys on with us is, is a huge honor for me personally. And so, oh, and, that's great. You know, and in, in last last time we had so much fun, and that was such a, a fun podcast. Just, I mean, we talked about a really cool movie. wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but I think talking about it, and we had more fun than probably the movie itself was, you know, that was going on. So that was really cool. And I, I expect much the same with this one. And this was Eric's uh, request as far as doing Spinal Tap as a, as a possible fo follow-up. Or, I mean, uh, Ryan's. Um, yeah, Ryan, I, Ryan. I was like, if you guys ever do Spinal Tap, I, I got to be there. And then, and then when, when Eric was like, I'm going to be there, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I figured this is right in your guys' wheelhouse. This is probably where you guys uh, probably have a more understanding of it and probably a more appreciation is, is you guys are all uh, musicians. Yeah, and so right, uh, I right. think this really kind of talks to more to people that understand that. Where I've I've tried to be so many times and I want to be so bad and um, be a musician, but I just am not. I'm a great fan. I'm I think he can speak to you on that level as well, though, too. Someone who you know who has picked up. Oh yeah, <laughs> picked up and, and oh yeah, wanted to be because because a lot of times you look at these guys and say, yeah, they just picked up an instrument and went up and and started playing and uh, got away with it. Well, there's other things I can, I yeah. can you know, really reach in with them too. You know, like getting stuck in things or or just you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting, giving uh, wanded down at the airport kind of things like that oh, yeah. so just 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 the you know in pure comedy I, I love the fact that's actually one of my favorite things uh of all just in in all media is is comedy based whatever it is whether mm. it's movies shows you know stand-up comedy is one of those things that i i could i could watch or listen to stand-up comedy like non-stop and never get tired of it it's just so right if you're gonna make me laugh i'm, I'm all there for it 
Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, there's a thin line between uh, clever and stupid, and I, I walk <laughs> the line, like, you know, straddle it quite often. Yep. Yeah, th this movie was like incredibly uh, formative to me. Uh, I I saw it on uh, once again, much like my Rocky Horror origin. Uh, <laughs> VH1 was killing it back in the '90s, y'all. Like, VH1 was just showing these movies, bro, and they were all so good. And uh, that's how I got into Rocky Horror. And uh, they showed Spinal Tap once. And I remember seeing it, and, like, I didn't know. Because I was, like, whatever, oh. like, 13 or 14. I didn't know. I was, like, yo, this is, like, the stupidest band I've ever seen in my life. I'm, like, these dudes are morons. And then I, I would say probably, like, uh, I probably got, like, 15, 20 minutes into it. And I was, like, oh, wait, this is fake. And yeah. I was immediately, yeah. like, intrigued. I was, like, oh, my God, this is, like, the funniest movie ever. And um, much like Rocky Horror, I, like, ran to – we had a – uh, uh, used record store uh, in Brandon where I live called Sound Exchange and they kind of did everything it was like you know records CDs tapes yeah. VHS call it what you want and I went and got a copy of it and brought it back to the house just like Rocky Horror it was the same thing and I came back to the house <laughs> and my brother is uh, a really big um, classic rock fan and we got into it right then and nice. I it was like formative like I I like some of the first songs, like besides like you know having to learn every Nirvana song on guitar when I learned how to play, <laughs> uh, some of the first stuff I played was like those Smile Tap songs. I remember uh, tonight I'm gonna rock you tonight. That was like one of the first like riffs I, f I actually just figured out off that. And like me and Shane would play it, and he was on the drums. He didn't have a drum set at the time. He was just on buckets. He was on buckets. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm buckets. playing that. Yeah, the you know, gotta start somewhere. And I'm trying to do the the, -na 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 -na, the little pull off little like lead line he does in the beginning. I couldn't do it, you know and um, and since then, it's it's been a love affair. I, I positively love that movie. And it turns out that you know the 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 woman I met that I wound up marrying was also like, obsessed with it too. So oh, I'd nice. say we often say about like a third at least of our inside jokes are just Spinal Tap jokes that we've just like mm -hmm. like taken you know and like made into our own life. That's um, awesome. So that's that, I guess I, I don't know if we're doing Spinal Tap origin stories, but that that's mine. It, it, we're doing whatever we can, you know, whatever, whatever is going to work for this. It, that's what it is. It's us talking about, you know, spinal tap and spinal tap, uh, accessories, right? <laughs> oh, so, uh, there you go. but before we get there, uh, I want to talk about our drinks for this episode. Cause that's something we all oh. do is we all, see, I knew <laughs> when I went weapons free on the origin store, I was like, there is something I am steamrolling 100% <laughs> over and it is, it is the drinks. I apologize. No, it's okay. That's, it, that's my job to make sure we get there. And, and I did, that's all, that's all that matters. Uh, and so I'm going to start off with this one just because I need to, to wet my whistle anyways and get going with this. Mm. So I started my, my search. I was looking for everything. I was looking for – I was going to do an 11 alcohol uh, drink at first. Just kind of – I couldn't find anything out there. And I was like, man, I don't even know if I can find 11 different alcohols. And as I was going different things, I, I was watching this while I was watch, uh, going through it. And there's the, – I think it's the one of the party scenes, one of the, the – record things and they're all walking around with coal sores but it never <laughs> yes. really comes up later and i was like what the fuck's going on with that and i find out that there's about a hundred hours of show that was never put into this and one of the stories was is there was a opening band that was an all-female band and apparently they all slept with the lead singer and got the cold sores and yeah. so that kind of was like oh that's kind of funny you know i wish that would have been in there which led me to start looking at different drinks and i found one called penicillin Cause it's good. Oh. To, it'll cure anything. And I was like, yep. yeah, that's what it is. And it works out really good because it's got a couple of my favorite uh, alcohols in it. Oh, it's well, it's two of the same alcohol, but uh, it's scotch based. So uh, it's a, a scotch blend, two ounces of scotch blend. Then you have to use a uh, ginger honey syrup 
I made this ginger honey syrup myself because we have our own bee, so got got a this, cup of my own honey. Uh, of, of course, of course. This does not surprise <laughs> me. Like as you're saying, I'm like, I'm yeah. Le- uh, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. So farm to table, bro. Farm yeah. to table. <laughs> yeah, got that. I didn't. We didn't have our own ginger, so I went and got that. But made that up the other day, and so uh, you put a uh, uh, three quarter ounce of the the sir- uh, honey syrup, ginger syrup in it. And then you uh, three quarters ounce of fresh lemon, and I have fresh lemon right now because my buddy Steve has a lemon tree that he gave me, so right. I got fresh lemons from there. So, nice. so I got the fresh lemon in it, and then you top it off with a single malt scotch, um, and it's a, sp- a specific scotch they call out. Uh, it's a uh, um, uh, Islay uh, Islay Island is is Isla. where it's from. Isla, yeah, yeah, Isla. That's it. I was trying to figure out exactly how to say it because I mispronounce everything. <laughs> but I just happened to have this great 18-year-old single malt scotch that Steve had given me for Christmas. <laughs> um, and so you put a quarter ounce of that on top. And and then uh, I uh, spruced it up with a uh, candied ginger uh, stab through with a sword. And it's basically, a, it's kind of like a scotch sour. It's really good, though. So mm. that's my thing because it's a penicillin to cure everything. Oh, you, you get rid of that it. cold sore that you've got uh, growing <laughs> exactly. on your Exactly. Right? Yes, yeah. you need it on the road. On the road, for sure, you need that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was mine because I just uh, that part that caught my eye, and I was like, okay, they yeah. never came back to it. And when I found out what it was, I was like, oh, I wish I would have seen that. Which led to that, and then then my my brain went down the rabbit hole and I figured out how to make it, and I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's really really good. Mm, nice. Awesome. This is one I probably will be drinking more often than just for the podcast. Interesting. Okay. And you got your right, bees, so uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the honey, <laughs> the honey bees. down. We got, we got many. Uh, I think we ended up with about three gallons last time we we harvested. Dang. Three gallons. How yeah. do you consume that much honey? We get three away. gallons. Um, it, that was yeah, four or five months ago, and we still have about a gallon left right now. Man, yeah, it's like the, the lemons that we... we get on our tree that grow up. I mean, they just yeah. we're, we're picking them <laughs> off every day we can get bags and bags and bags and give them out and they're still full so yeah the only thing we the only thing we can grow in florida is is oranges mold and frogs that's pretty much all we got so um don't forget the winter strawberry capital of the world uh oh no you're right we, we got we got the strawberries that's true that. that's true that's don't forget go. about the itty bitty i apologize <laughs> all right what you got for us steve um, I'll start with origin story since uh, since uh, <laughs> that already started with Ryan's origin story because it kind of leads into my drink. Um, well, well, first off, I was introduced to Spinal Tap just through the, the the trailer on HBO Cinemax. I think this is when I was, you know, in my if it came out in '84, this was probably I, I was maybe about 15 or something when they were showing it on this. But I never watched it. I just saw trailers and thought, oh, you know, they were showing trailers for Rolling Stone documentary, and then there was this. This is Spinal Tap. I didn't know what it was, and it wasn't until college that I got, I became aware of it. I don't think I watched the movie um, unaware. I think when I saw it, I was <laughs> in the know just you because people said you got to see this. It's hilarious, and I went right. into it. But it, it made such a difference. And I went to film school at SDSU. Um, one of our classes we did, we were having to, the, the assignment was to recreate a bunch of scenes from a movie. And um, my roommate was in this class. He chose Spinal Tap and he had me be the cinematographer. So I wasn't in the scenes, but I got to, I got, and then we had our roommate Wayne, who was a, in a heavy metal band and could pull off a British accent. And he did two scenes. He did the, uh, these go to 11 scenes because he had a whole bunch of guitars and, and did that. But the other one he did was 
probably my favorite scene. Um, and it, which, which is when, um, when, <laughs> when, uh, David or when Nigel is playing, uh, the, his, his trilogy his rock trilogy in D minor. Oh, yes. Um, yes. This beautiful song. And one thing that I, I really like about it is, 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 he kind of gives a nod to the fact that they're making a mockumentary by by saying, you know, I'm influenced by Mozart and Bach, and this is sort of in between. It's sort of a a mock piece. Which yes. It wasn't until <laughs> yeah. I was watching that just this week that I thought, oh my God, he's given it away that this is a mockumentary. But he's, oh you know, yeah, he's putting those two yeah. two th things together. So so that was my um, and we, we we recreated that scene for this class too. So which which was hilarious. I wish I. I wish I still had him. I could have tracked him down. Um, oh man! Um, I, I don't because so. that was thirty years ago or so. So, um, but um, I use the same influence. I I, I looked for a, a, a Mozart uh, influence and a Bach influence for my cocktail. <laughs> I found a a cocktail that consists of a um, a Mozart uh, liqueur, chocolate liqueur, and. And I, I found out in a little research that Bach is, was apparently um, into coffee, and uh, he even wrote a, a oh. coffee. Uh, um, what do they call it? A coffee cantano or something? Um, a, a little musical piece about coffee. Um, so, so <laughs> wow. that was my influence. So I put those two together. I found a drink called a chocolate cream cold brew whiskey uh, that consists of this Mozart liqueur, uh, chocolate liqueur, and and, and a cold brew coffee. Also has a little whiskey to it, so I actually went to the store and I asked the guy if they had any 11-year-old whiskey, and he tracked one down <laughs> for me. Unfortunately, yes. it did, unfortunately, it didn't say 11 on there, which kind of bummed me right. out. But he said okay, no. Okay, okay. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an Elijah, uh, Elijah something. Um, do I have it written down here? I, I don't have it written down. Uh, but you could check the, the whatever, when Noah posts the drinks, yeah, it's yeah. got a picture of it on there. <laughs> so someone could check to see if that's an actual 11 year. But I thought it was fun. But anyway, so this is a, a chocolate cream cold brew whiskey, or I call it my uh, lick my mocktail, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's an Elijah Dude, that is. Oh, that is so good. Oh, damn it. And so I'd never good. had anything like it before. I mean, it, it tastes kind of like a, kind of like a, um, a Bailey's and cream or, or mm. Bailey's um, in coffee type type thing, uh, but it's cold and it's it's really delicious. Mm. It's nice. 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 You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? An old boot. <laughs> an old boot. Old Greg. No, I'm sorry. I can't hear Bailey. I can't hear Bailey's and not do an old Greg thing. It's like my whole. I thing. know. I was I was trying to. I was going to see which one of us did it first. So nice. Oh, I saw your face. You I mean, said Bailey's. I'm like, <laughs> love games. Love, you're playing love games. Um, I love games. So I have. A special drink. Oh, I'm gonna pull this off two times in a row. You ready? <laughs> this is a big bottom with <laughs> glass oh. of fresh brewed southern sweet tea. Everybody, nice. <laughs> I see a theme going here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's no, awesome. It's, uh, yeah, I uh, I brewed it uh, just before this show. You know what I'm saying, and I, I did I did set the stove to eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, put, I put it right on there. It's good to go. Nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So awesome. Um, I've got, let's see, i got to find out because my wife made this for me. Um, <laughs> she says it's a screwdriver with peach vodka and pineapple orange juice. Uh, basically a twisted screwdriver with a splash of grenadine. So, and it's Look at him. Nice. Yeah, look at that. Nice. And it, it's got the it's got a rubber straw. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know where we got this from. It's kind of weird. 
but yeah, we have a bunch of rubber those. in your mouth is strange. But <laughs> I mean, you have experience. I have experience, but still, it's nevertheless it's never, you know, never get used to it. It usually oh, comes with alcohol too, though. So it's, oh it's yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay. It's all it's all of a piece. It's all together. Like I like and I like the garnish on it. It's got that nice big pineapple wedge on it. Oh. That's cool. Oh yeah, it looks really good. Nobody went yeah. with the I really cucumber, cucumber, cucumber garnish. I thought that might have been a oh, see. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. I, you know what? I should have my my cup is already stainless. I should have wrapped it in foil for the, for the <laughs> show. Uh, that would have that would have really sold it. That would have been good. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead, Noah. I was gonna say our our friend Bo. He was talking about potentially being on this, and and he was gonna do a uh, cucumber martini. Oh, nice! Oh, <laughs> and okay. I was like, I was like, oh, that's good. I almost stole that, and I was, and that's when cool. I started looking around. I was like, oh, that would have been good, though. Yeah, I thought that you guys, you been. guys should do a. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you've considered this, but you guys should do a a year end episode where you just talk about like what drinks from all the, the year drinks. make it. No, like we can review all the drinks definitely, but which ones have made it into your rotation? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, like which ones have stuck? Cause like people will hear the drink of the, uh, of the week kind of, but like yeah. the, which one's okay. Like, like for example, the penicillin, like I still drink that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. I'd be interested to know like which ones stick <laughs> and which ones don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, my birthday's coming up in October and I was thinking about making like a, a recipe book with all the different, um, cocktails that we've had from the shows and have it set up there and hopefully have all the stuff that people can make them because that's not i haven't been able to finish off half of what i bought special for drinks well usually my spirits (laughs) get wiped out but my liqueurs are are just piling up because i gotta buy a new one for every drink it's some sort of right you know i got my chocolate liqueur okay i don't know when i'm gonna drink that next but but i've got those chocolate (laughs) martinis are good Uh, that chocolate martinis made its way back once or twice I remember listening to an episode and you guys were talking about the liqueur thing and how like basically yeah, you, you like you buy this liqueur but you still have to buy a new one. Yeah. And it kind of just re- remind me of like of like paints for painting miniatures. Like I paint <laughs> miniatures and it's the same thing. Like you're like, don't I have all the colors of the rainbow? <laughs> nope, there's a green I need for yeah. this thing. I, there's always a different color. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It just keeps adding up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember I I painted figures way back in the day, um, like uh like D figures and stuff like that so I, I i did the same thing i had a box of it and and i finally went through like it was probably 10 years later i opened it up and i'm like oh yep these are all trash damn it no I mean, <laughs> hundreds of dollars of you Dang. know paint and stuff like that yeah like, oh. yeah it's it's a it's one of those hobbies when you get into it though you go all out and, and yeah you got to do that you got to get all the different little pieces to do it otherwise you're just kind of half-assing it and yep. if you're half-assing it it That's, shows Oh, it's a constant. It's a constant drain, and uh, and unlike the liqueur, you can't just drink it. Like no, you, no, <laughs> you have to actually work to like you could, use it. Like, you, you could. could. They're all they're all acrylics, so I mean, like I mean, they're water based. I don't know what else is in there, but right. Yeah, I remember uh, 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 really fast before we get this time. I remember one time um, there was uh, I had a friend who was um, painting miniatures at the game shop. And uh, he had his like you know like you know cup of water that you know you wash the brush out in and it was whatever, Someone and this mom this oh oh he did it intentionally this mom comes in blew my mind his mom comes this this guy's mom comes in with like this kid who's probably like twelve or thirteen and he's looking at all of, like the Warhammer stuff and walking around and he sees my friend painting my friend Chad and he's like oh wow look he's painting and Chad was like yeah come on over if you want to take a look like whatever. And the mom, the mom goes, ooh, yeah, whatever. And, and, he, and she sees Chad, like, licking his brush to, like, you know, you usually lick it and put it. a point on it before you go in there and keep working. And she goes, oh, are those paints toxic? And Chad just looks her, never breaks eye contact, grabs the paint water cup and goes, 
Oh my goodness. And puts it down and he's like, not really. And she not was like, really. okay, wow. And and of course the kid's like, whoa, you're awesome. Yeah. You know, and, but I saw him still cold drink that. And then of course, when she turns away, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that had to be gross. But he played yeah. it off like smiling the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that had to be That's nasty. Funny. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, now we got our drinks going. Let's get back into mm. this. So, Eric, yes. you didn't give give us your uh, your origin story for for this spinal tap. Oh. So let, let's see what. Let's we'll... do it. <laughs> for spinal tarp. Yeah. Spinal, uh, spinal tarp. Introduction to, to spinal tarp was uh no uh was uh. So my dad has this thing where uh, back when I used to live with them and when I was a, a former child um, that uh, he would come into my room, like knock on the door. I'd be like, what? And I'm playing Street Fighter trying to do whatever. <laughs> and um, he'd be like, he, he'd throw something at me. He'd be like, I think you'll like this. Sometimes it was a kite. Like, I'm like, OK, it's got X-Men on it. That's cool. But like, <laughs> like I'm not going to go fly a kite, dad. Like. But and he still gets sad about that. He's like, you still got that kite. I'm like, nah, dad. Nah, sorry. He's like, man. But uh, wow. but the 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 but the two notable times I, I could be mistaken, but I'm gonna say that it is uh, was the first time was with the world according to Garp, which was this mm. weird mm -hmm. John Lithgow movie. Oh, you've seen it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Robin great. Williams. And pull out John Robin Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And John Lithgow yeah. was well, great. I'm, I'm just surprised to you top billed him. Right. I guess I, I don't know. I was like having to swallow at the same time, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a lightweight drinker, so like my mouth is like, what is this? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so he threw that at me, and he's like, I think you'll like this. I'm like, oh, okay, loved it. It was amazing, uh, and I think he did the same thing with Spinal Tap, and uh, I was like anywhere from like 18 to 21 or somewhere in there, uh, right at the right time where you, you're oh, yeah. you're like old enough to get a bunch of the jokes, and right. like I was a musician and. Uh, so I still am, but I used to be too. And, uh, <laughs> then, uh, and so it just like just hit and I, I watched that and I, you were talking about the lick my love pump like I named every one of my songs that <laughs> I was playing a song like oh what, what what is that call it lick my love pump and uh, oh yeah yeah that was um, it, you know, it starts there and then it goes it turns into something else but that's the genesis of them and then uh, yeah that was pretty much it I mean I think um, and then just became like a, a staple like Ryan was saying like in our, our vernacular like um, just just all kinds of stuff just randomly throwing out those jokes and yeah oh. that's how it was like so. seriously i i think i'm like eric and i have bounced back like is this a joke like we <laughs> say that like a ton <laughs> yeah like, like is this a joke um right. or, or you know like you know like making but, something big out of it would have been a good fucking idea you know like we right. like say that kind of stuff all the time but my, awesome. my biggest disappointment was uh this kid that i worked with at this this one law firm uh he's this like black metal kid like just all into it and he, he wasn't like super serious like he had a sense of humor so i figured like he he would be aware of spinal tap i forget the context but i made the none more black joke and he didn't get it it just uh, went right over him. and i'm like man. bad look yeah i was super i was I, like lost all respect just yeah just gone you know well, it's funny that yeah. you guys say that with with the jokes holding in, in for long term so uh our go-to movies i think were uh like any Monty python but mostly like holy mm -hmm. grail I, I think I wore a hole in that movie. We watched it so many times. Oh, that yeah, yeah. and like Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yeah. I knew that thing <laughs> back to front. And I still like if I drink enough, I can do a great Eddie Murphy uh, impression from Oh, that. damn. Uh, uh, yeah. My wife tries to get me riled up to do it all the time. It's, it's kind of funny. 
but uh yeah so it's one of those i could call my buddy dave right now and and we would have stuff from from those just back and forth all the time and it's 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 funny how those get into your 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 core and then they just stay there forever yeah the great thing about yeah. delirious too is when you're doing an impression it's usually an impression of an impression because he did all so you know way to go there Ralphie yeah, boy yeah. that's that's my go-to impression but that's yeah. eddie murphy doing what uh yeah Grant, uh, yeah uh, i don't know the, the, the honeymooners honeymooners ralph, yeah ralph, ralph, ralph and and the other guy though it wasn't ralph it was the yeah hey ralphie boy Wait yeah, no, I do. I do the James Brown uh, hot tub all the time. The when he did for when he did from uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh Where, yeah, uh, uh, James Brown celebrity hot tub. That one's a yes. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. For me, it was uh, it was a lot of uh, Mel Brooks stuff. So oh, like History God, of the World yeah. Part One and Spaceballs yeah. and all that. And it's just like so. I think my dad knew that like I was super into that stuff, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, you'll love this," and and just threw it at me. And yeah, he wasn't he wasn't wrong like that. Then Christopher Guest, like you know uh, Nigel, yeah, like, all of his stuff, like A Mighty Wind and uh, uh, Best. Every one of those movies. Oh I've seen man, Best like, of Show, but I haven't seen a lot of the other ones. And and uh, yeah, wait, oh, wait, waiting for Guffman. waiting for Guffman's. Yeah, waiting for Guffman's really really good. Oh, um, I don't think I've seen that one yet. Yeah, it's the one that's like it's, it's like a it's like a small like like uh like playhouse. It's basically like like a small like drama community. And they're waiting on this like guy named Guffman, who's who's going to be this big critic, who's going to come and like watch their show. <laughs> yeah, and it's just them like preparing and like rehearsing and like basically. I mean, it's 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 what you expect out of one of right. his movies. It just it just yeah. it's all that all they all the the ensemble cast. Uh, Best in show is one of my favorites. Best yeah. in show is yeah. a really I, good. One. I literally, if, if someone just starts saying things, I say they're naming nuts. I say, are you yeah. just naming nuts now? <laughs> like, if they start going like, oh no, I love like ACDC, I love Black Sabbath, and Led Zeppelin. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, naming nuts. Like, okay, like <laughs> Mac, Macadamia nut. Like, like I say that kind of shit, and, and most of the time they don't get it. And and right. I I love that movie so much. That's funny. That's great. I, I I was thinking about it the other day. I would love to see like uh, Mel Brooks's blazing saddle like take over the networks like like you know one of those ones where you know they Christmas. hack into every channel oh and just everybody yeah. like it takes over every channel and it's just mel brooks 24 hours a day and just watch people's heads explode because now it's yeah people today would just lose their shit over that movie yeah. but it's so oh, yeah. fucking funny and it, one thing one thing re-watching smile tap made me remember that that uh that that i i need in my life is Throughout most of my life, I've had two of these shirts. I've had a Spinal Tap shirt that had the tour dates on the back, and all like almost all of them are canceled. Crossed out. And, and, yeah. and I and like I need that in my life. And I my the last one I literally wore to shreds. Like it had huge holes in it and stuff. And I just I that made me do like an instant like like internet search. I was like I need the tour date shirt like again because I wore that all the time. Like that that could be the uh, next uh, turtle soup. Uh, you know, do the the turtle soups uh, tour with a bunch oh, of. It could be like, as soon like as he said how, that I started thinking about that. But I'm oh like, man, it could be like of that? How, oh. yeah. Oh, I know, right? But, yeah, uh, the Couchabunga tour. It should be Couchabunga tour 2020 because of COVID, and it'll all be canceled. Yeah. Like it'll all be canceled. <laughs> I know a lot of like yeah. I know uh, T, uh, Tegan and Sarah did a shirt that was basically like the COVID canceled my tour shirt, and it was just like all the dates, but it had like COVID crap all over it and stuff like that because oh, there was a whole big tour. Um. So yeah, we we should do that. We should. Um, I mean, just stylizing turtle soup into the Smile Tap logo, like that'd be amazing. Oh, oh, so I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my goodness! Right, right. So I think I sent it to you, Ryan. I think I sent it to Preston. So Noah, like we did. So for one of the next Patreon things, like once we finally get it all wrapped up and ready to go, um, 
one of the shirts I made was a Kiss Love Gun, but yes. it's the tur- but it's Turtle Soup in that logo. And That's awesome. I, I'm gonna it's gonna Pretty show nice. up on the site pretty soon, but like. Yeah, that that got me super excited doing that. So yeah, that's another one we could do is the Spinal Tap logo. But would, before we yeah. get off some of the jokes, Ryan, I have this memory and I I don't remember seeing it and I didn't write it down in my notes. But isn't there a joke in some movie that we quote a lot talking about like oh the shitty Beatles oh so it's not just a clever name is that, that that's Wayne that's that's Wayne's World that's Wayne's World okay yeah okay. that's Wayne's reason, World that's it was this movie. And, uh, but then no, yeah, it's way too. Okay, yeah, cool. it's you. it's Thank the shitty me. the shitty Beatles, and he's like, "How are they, man? They suck." Oh, so it's not just a clever name, like clever name, like yeah. that's one of those small jokes. Like, and this movie is full of teeny jokes. There yeah, are yeah. a ton of like teeny little jokes that the more you watch it, the more they come out. Like that's it, it's, what I found. Um, it's brilliant. So I have to admit, the first time watching it through, I I was not impressed at first. I was kind of like. <laughs> uh, but right, you were in right, the know. Right. You knew it was a comedy. You knew it was. It was I a did parody. too, and and nope. and it was after work. I was you know a little tired. It was just what sure. I wasn't. It wasn't like it didn't grab me by the nuts and pull me right in. It was just like mm-hmm. okay, let's let's watch this. And I, and I laughed a few things. Matter of fact, the first thing that that I I got into my mind was is when they first start off. They've got the um, the Rob Reiner character, the Marty uh, DeBergi. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. that. He's got that SS um, coral hat on, but it's mm-hmm. changed. Oh, yeah. And I'm yep. like looking at him like, what the fuck's wrong with that hat? Like, <laughs> there's something not right about it. And I realized what it was, is is they had to change it because he couldn't get uh, permission from the uh, Navy to use it. Yeah. And so they, so it, it was, it's it's the Coral Sea. So they changed it to the Oral Sea. Yep. They mm-hmm. closed the sea, and then they changed the. Uh, it's supposed to be CV43, and they changed it to OV48, which I was uh, funny. Then I find out that that hat actually shows up in the Princess Bride, in, oh. um, in the kids' room. I didn't room. know that. Yeah, that's awesome. So in the kids' room in the beginning, when when oh my god, is reading the book, it's up on a shelf or on a on a desk in in the background, and I was like, because I was like, I know that I knew that hat from somewhere, and I'm like, what the yeah. hell? And and so I was right off the bat, I was like, what the hell's going? On? I, so I started looking for little things like that. I wonder mm-hmm. if you know, because uh, Rob Reiner directed Princess Bride, and Christopher uh-huh. Christopher Guest was in it, uh, and he played the six fingered six, you know, the man with six fingers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Which, if you count them all, he's got eleven fingers. You know, six on one hand, five on the other. <laughs> oh. And I'm curious if that was a nod to uh, Spinal oh, Tap. I wonder. Or... It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. It is. Nice. It took it to eleven. <laughs> uh, I remember one time, like like weird things about Spinal Tap. So, um, I got really into this podcast uh, called The Moth. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Um, I don't know if they still make it anymore. It was a uh, storytelling podcast. So it was basically they uh, they would hold these uh, these like storytelling, you know, like sessions and they would record them in all different cities. So like people would send in recordings of these stories. And a lot of times they're just random people like really cool stories. There was one story about a guy who like um, was super broke uh, when he was in college. And uh, the I guess his the guy who delivered his pizza, like stole his credit card number. So it was this whole story about how he, how he like spent a whole summer tracking this guy down because he couldn't afford to go back home to his family. So he basically was like, I'm going to track this guy down and get my card back. Or like basically find the guy who took my yeah. card number. One of those episodes was Tony Hendra, who plays uh, Ian, the manager, right? Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. And he's just, he's just talking. And I, I have no idea. I haven't read the description of this podcast or anything. I'm just like listening. And he's telling this story about how 
around the time you know he got cast in Spinal Tap, he had you know he had tried out you know and hadn't heard back, and he was kind of like staying in this hotel, whatever. And he tells this long story about how basically he had just been divorced and all this stuff, and he had a bottle of sleeping pills and a huge thing of wine. And he was like, every night he would go, he, every day he'd go out. I think I told you about this, Eric. This is like, when I heard this, this yeah. I think I to, went right to Eric. Cause I was like, this like yep. broke my mind. And he was talking about how he was like, thinking about killing himself. He was like, he was like, yeah, like every night I would lay down. I had the bottle of wine I was drinking on and I had that bottle of pills. And I was like, maybe tomorrow night. And then the night he's like, I think I'm going to do it tonight. He gets a phone call. And it's, um, it's, I, uh, it's, uh, who was the head writer? I think it might've been Christopher Guest. It was somebody who like called him and was like, Hey, you're in, you're, you're Ian, the manager, and we need you to come on set tomorrow. So he gets, so he gets up and he like sets the bottle of pills there and he's still like, well, I mean, it's all over. Cause he felt like his life, cause you see, I think at the time he was over like, 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 like over 40, he was like, I'm like, he's like his life was over. Yeah. So he goes and the first scene they film is the limousine scene. Uh, <laughs> where like they're in there and like the guy's doing the is that yes I can by Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. like that whole scene <laughs> and then he's like he's like he's like we're canceled in Boston don't worry it's not a big college town, college town. like all that <laughs> like, that whole, all those great lines and and they filmed I guess that limousine scene for like a whole day it was like eight hours to get like whatever two minutes out of that right um yeah. and he had so much fun with like Michael McKeon and all those guys. That he went back and he actually like put the like the pills in a drawer, like put the wine away, and was like, "I got to go back to set tomorrow." And it actually saved. He basically he ended it by saying like, "Smile Tap saved my life." And I was like, "I'm listening to this." Like I think I was at work. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, <laughs> "This is crazy." Because it's not a it's not a funny story. Like he is like very somber when yeah, he's telling yeah. it. And I'm like, right. I never knew. But you look back and yeah. So whenever I watch that movie, I still think that Ian like could have just killed himself the night before. They cast him, but yeah, he yeah, didn't. Wild. It's wild. Good thing yeah, he was a it was procrastinator and put those pills yeah. aside. <laughs> right, exactly. Because like, I mean, he's Ian. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, speaking of real, real quick, speaking of say, you said uh, Spinal Tap saved his life. Uh, I wanted to bring up something. I think uh, my wife reminded me was that. Uh, so, have any of y'all had an actual Spinal Tap? No. So I have. Uh, I guess. No, right. I guess so because uh, my knee surgery. Uh, did they, they give you did, one for that? Yeah, I think that's well. They they gave me a shot right in the base of my spine, so I don't know if that's the same thing, but it's epidural. That's where they hit. <laughs> no, yeah, like epidural. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what yeah. I know. But it it's a it, it's to block all the nerves. I don't know if that's a spinal right. tap or not. To be is honest, that what I it don't, is? I don't fully know what it was because when I got it, I was like a child. But oh, okay. I have this like weird um, like thing on my back, and my mom, uh, she was she's one of those like like you know pimple popper kind of things like so she was <laughs> getting blackheads and stuff and yeah she, like so dead ass like i could broker like all kinds of bargains with my mom she'd be like oh i want to get that one i'm like well <laughs> i want to get the mario rpg game for super nintendo That's 60 bucks <laughs> i'll let you get that and that totally worked well she would see this thing and she could never remember what this thing was and it would never it, it it's just like this raised bump on my back and then like i'm like 30 what am i ryan 38 i'm about 38 mm -hmm. right yeah, Somehow, yeah, right. Yeah, um, yep, that's it. So, thirty-eight years later, my mom's like, "You know what I think that is? I think it's that time you got that spinal tap. That might be a scar from that." And I'm like, "Excuse me, hey, what?" Uh -huh. And uh, so apparently, uh, uh, yeah, you yeah, go ahead. 
no, no, no. I was just going to drop some facts. So a spinal tap is technically called a lumbar puncture, okay. and it is used to diagnose and, and, and take uh, samples of spinal fluid. It is also used in the delivery of um, any kind of anesthesia uh, okay, to so, yeah. nerves, which is what you've had and which yeah. an epidural okay. is. So, yeah, everybody's had spinal taps. Except yeah. for <laughs> yeah. Steve. Me and Steve, right? Steve, you're, you're spinal tap free? I, I don't believe I had a spinal tap. But I want to go back real quick because you were talking about bargaining – Super Mario games with with oh the, yeah you know tell me a little bit more about that I, I never I never caught onto that when I was a kid oh oh oh, oh, <laughs> oh so so uh, I get so here in Florida uh, we sweat a lot so I guess my pores just like would have blackheads like I just had blackheads on my back and uh-huh. sometimes I'd have them in my ear and my mom would like just but you could like, use those as leverage for things that you wanted I mean to me that's she crazy yeah yeah because she was so no. obsessed because that's a whole yeah. thing like the pimple oh, it's a whole thing, thing. Like, you you can look my sister's into it i, I it grosses me out but, i got a cousin that she would yeah. hook me up when there was one on my shoulder i couldn't get and yeah she was all into it i i am i'm i'm into it I, i'm about it i i'm not like going other people's weird okay <laughs> i'm not that guy weird, okay other people's me. weird but there is something like extremely satisfying about like getting that out of you i can't really explain mm-hmm. that but it's like knowing that like you get it out and then i love seeing the body just heal because once you get right. that crap out of you, the body's like, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah. something about that, that. It's like self-care in a weird way. And I like that process. But I'm yeah, not like running I, around looking for blackheads on people's backs or anything. <laughs> my mom was dead ass like that. And, and it was in my ear. And she was like, let me get that. And I'm like, no, that hurts too bad. She's like, yeah. let me get it. And I'm like, well, mom, if you want this, take that. You know, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, oh damn. Quid pro quo. Oh, yeah. So uh, she's like, all right, she paid up. And so I was those, like, how Those videos it? are the most, the like, intense to watch when, like, yeah. they're digging it. Oh, my God. It's like, there is way, but you can't. Speaking of, I, I, I guess, of rock bands, I remember um, Pantera put out a number of tour documentaries that are honestly riveting. I don't know, if you guys haven't seen them, they're riveting. They're crazy. Like, and it's not just like, oh, yeah, we're drinking and we're playing, like, Pantera songs. Like, there's all this other crap that happens. This one guy, one of their roadies, like, their main roadie, he, this guy's wild. He's, like, limping around, like, crazy. Like, he's you see him, like, he looks like, like an old man. And at one point, like, Dimebag was like, dude, what's wrong with you? He's like, something's wrong with, like, my butt, dude. Like, something's going on, like, with my butt crack or whatever. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, let me see. And, like, the dude pulls his shorts down, and he has the largest abscess like basically like at his tailbone that like i've ever seen and diebag's like nah man we gotta fix that that's that might be cancer bro i don't know what that is like he's messing with him and they had like because of course they had like an on-tour medic you know like who actually was like like there and uh he's like oh man all right and he gets the gloves on and he does i mean it, i'm surprised it does it's probably because it's copyrighted i'm surprised it doesn't make those compilations because yeah. that goes on for actual ever like the amount he gets out of him and then it's crazy because when he's done the guy gets he's up and stands normal. up he's like i'm healed and yeah. then like the next day die back die back he's like let me see that ass again and he pulls it down and you can't tell it's gone it's just miraculous but yeah i remember watching that being like oh my god like goodness but yeah it's funny uh, that reminds me go ahead go ahead i was gonna say you i was gonna say rock. uh yeah <laughs> Jeez! You said you said rock band, and it, it made me think of one of the things I, I learned too. Is uh, Spinal Tap got into the rock band video game? Um, well, it was one of their 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 main songs. Uh, I I went and listened to them too. I went on on uh, on um, 
Apple and, and pulled up their their album list and just just to listen to the songs in full compared to just their uh, their uh, uh, movie songs. But it's uh, I can't think of the name right now. Um, it was the Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You is on. Yeah, the, yeah, the opening song. Yeah, yeah, that is actually on the Rock Band video game, and apparently that was really was like opening. You know, like that's where they first. That's how they got into Spinal Tap. Yeah, oh, they were like, oh. "Oh, it's not a real band, but wait, they're on Rock Band." Like, and I was like, "That's, that's I mean, they're that's not a real awesome." Band, but they have like three records, and, oh, and, yes, they, and, and they tour and, every every decade. Yeah, they tour, and, yeah. and 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 as a musician, and I feel like it's a, it's a huge thing about Spinal Tap for 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 musicians. They can they play they can play those songs they wrote those songs oh yeah they wrote like, they and, and you can tell them, yeah. yeah yes and they play them live and you can see it and it works and 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 when you're a guitarist and you're like so you see like every movie in the world besides like mm-hmm. Spinal Tap That's and like huge. that thing and that thing you do honestly are the only two movies where people actually play it's yeah. so disappointing because when you're learning guitar you 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 learn by watching other people. So you're like, oh, I want it. Like, oh, what chord is that? What's he doing? And when you see someone just going, hur, 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 you're like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. no, you know, like, um, so I remember, like, I was able to figure out um, the baseline for Big Bottom by watching Harry Shearer play it nice. and on the movie. I was like, yes. Um, and, and that's huge, man. And, and yeah. those recordings are good. Like, like that soundtrack is, is good stuff. I mean, it's a little eclectic because it has the the old stuff as well it has like the like the hippie stuff and the 50s I even stuff like, i like the one from the the 60s where they're the the tinsmen oh yeah, the, 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 give me, yeah give me the, the money the flower. oh god that okay, is so, such a that's a hilarious so, song <laughs> alicia dropped this fact on me right before i walked in this room when i was coming back <laughs> trying to get my drink and i was like having to fight off kids and the raise game and everything else um so give me some money is featured on the soundtrack for don't tell mom the baby the babysitter's dead Right, it's in that movie. It is the only time that Spinal Tap has been in a soundtrack of another movie. That's crazy. Just that one time. Um, Give me some money is so funny. Like it is hilarious. (laughs) Like the. All those songs are really well crafted. That that's the thing about them too. Like at first, like oh, this is so funny, and then like from a musical angle, you start thinking about the arrangements, and you're like. Yeah, those are really good. Like, actually, they're really good. Like, like honestly, like rock and roll creation, uh, which is the song they play when 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 uh, when Derek Smalls, the bassist, gets stuck in the pod right. where the pod's <laughs> supposed to open, and like he, and like rock and roll creation is a it's a banger. Like those riffs are hot. Like I, like they're really good. Like, but yeah, I I love it. I think lyric, lyrically, it seems that when they were kids, you know, I remember they uh, they play that song uh, about. I don't know what it was that, where they just kind of oh, oh, they, uh, they, they pull the out train. yeah oh, so on about the, the railroad track on the way home yeah and I thought that was brilliant all the way home. To that but it seems lyrically they were more mature when they were kids and then it just got more and yes. more ridiculous <laughs> as they got older I mean, <laughs> what, what what's what's the album review say they're they're treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry it's <laughs> yes. like the, I laughed at that line so much and then uh, shit sandwich that's what we shit say sandwich. about I mean, all of. So Ryan yeah. and I's projects, every one of them were like, oh, yes. you say uh, uh, shit, shit sandwich. Shit, shit sandwich. And that? then one of us goes, they, they can't print that. They, they, can they print that? <laughs> like, no, I love but, it. I love it. I love it when, they, when, like, when they're talking about uh, rock and roll creation and they say, uh, on what day did God oh, create right, Spinal right. Tap and couldn't he have rested on that day too? I love that Nigel goes, well, well, that, well, well, that's nitpicking. So, oh my God. You mentioned that song that they, that first song they wrote. Do you think that was improv? Because I feel like that was. 
Because so much of this movie, I feel like, uh, is imp- I don't know because because a recording exists of it. Like like they 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 did develop it. Oh, okay. they did develop it the improv. I don't but, think I mean, they like, pulled that out right on that moment. I'm, but but they could have maybe off, we, uh, before the scene came came up with something just so that they could. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it may have been a stub that they knew the words to, and then they basically went back. Um, right. But yeah, the, all the way home. See, and the yeah. thing is, like, you know, they're obviously none of them are like you know legendary singers, but they can harmonize. That's the other oh, great yeah. thing. <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, when they're doing Heartbreak Hotel, which, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. which oh was, I guess, God. I guess that was the oh. only Elvis song that they can get the rights to for that scene. Um, oh, but, but trying to harmonize so there good. was so hilarious. Listening, trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like in, in the in the DVD in the in like the the, the commentary, uh, you know, Nigel keeps putting his finger in his ear, like trying to like you know, I guess tune David out or whatever. <laughs> And David's like, David's like, you, you got ear infections. That's why you got all the ear infections you got. And he's like, well, I know, but like, whatever. And like, like that whole thing where he's like, like, like the first time Nigel comes in with the harmony, the first time, and David goes, well, I mean, the, the same key. Like, it's like something about that's like, he said, he's saying one note. He's like, well, I mean, the same key, right? Like, bar, barbershop raga is that what they call it? Like, it sounds like yeah, raga. Yeah. Barbershop raga. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, that's funny. Uh, that's one of the things I enjoyed about this too, is because I've always been like a, a Weird Al Yankovic fan, is mm. the the kind of parody lyrics that they you know, that just has always been something I really enjoyed. So so listening to the songs and that's why I went back and just listened to the music without without the movie going. Weird Al has really... has you know he does a lot of copying where he'll he'll come up yeah. with different lyrics that that kind of uh, parody a song that already exists, but he has a lot of his own songs too. And, yeah, he has more and, of his own. And that's the stuff that I can relate to, to something mm-hmm. like Spinal Tap, where it, it kind of resonates on its own level. Um, yeah. I, I also did, like, the, the Big Bottom, uh, the Big Bottom Girls. Yes. I love the fact that it's all basses, right? Oh, yes. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> and so, oh, brilliant. apparently, on yep. one of their tours, when they went out to play this live, they brought on 30, 30-something people all with basses to play <laughs> the song. I remember, I remember hearing like, about that. <laughs> that is just... <laughs> And the fact that he has the double bass, which is, yeah. you know, yes. that's, that's that. I'm like, is that even possible? Like, why would they? <laughs> oh, it's not possible. It's just. Oh, it's not impossible, but it's, it's it, really redundant. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, <laughs> I, I know they have the, is, uh, who's the band that always had the, is it ACDC that came out with the, that had always has the guy? With a the lot of times, you, uh, classic, like, you, you see, like, Jimmy Page always okay. like from Led Zeppelin always had like that that double neck SG and then um but wasn't it like I, one of them stringed one way and one's like a 12 string and they're like yeah they usually the split what it is. yeah okay um they made they made some fenders that were um six string on top and then uh bass six on the bottom which is basically okay. a baritone guitar gotcha. uh that's pretty common but uh but yeah like the the, the double the double bass yeah. and I, I believe they're both just four string basses i don't yeah, know if they, they are i looked at like, that for sure and that's one i could so that's funny. one i would know i was like that's hilarious God. and it just the fact that it's all bass you know through the whole mm-hmm. song i think that's just hilarious and the lyrics are funny too i mean it's it's such a good they, song they are and like and and i think that the movie paints like, i know i remember there like steven tyler is quoted as saying that <laughs> spinal tap gets less and less funny the older you get when you <laughs> It as like being in yeah. like the, like the community oh, because like because real. eventually the crap that happens to you ha- starts to mimic Smile Tap. Like people come up to you and say things like, "You would never guess you're almost 60. 
and there's that line when they're at the when they're at the right when they're at that record the the, the record party yeah. the record label party the woman goes you guys you you, you look great you you never, you never know you were in your 40s like yeah. like like and like and they're kind of like okay yeah cool like whatever um that movie chronicles though it, it it's such a great film because it chronicles like failure Mm. And it's a yeah. slow decline enough that you get to like watch them squirm. Um, but they have this like this this like rebirth in Japan at the end. And it yes. So in yeah. a weird way it it it, it well, wraps that, up really wholesome. It, but the it, movie you you spend it in the despair of these guys. I mean it's bad. It it reminded me a little bit of, of what they did with the office, uh the, the American version of the office. The first season uh, Steve Carell's character, Michael Scott, was an asshole. He kind of played it off like like uh, Ricky Gervais in the in the British series, yeah. and it didn't resonate with people. People didn't like him, and they realized for American <laughs> audiences it was important. Um, and this is a, a documentary that you can find on YouTube. They realized that um, it was important to portray his character with a little bit of likability. So you kind of empathize or care yeah. for him. And I think that's what they did in Spinal Tap so effectively, because even though, you know, you got Dumb and Dumber running around on the stage um, throughout the movie, you you really do care about him in the end when, when Nigel shows up and they kind of look at each other and you just, you want them so much to get back together and you're so happy. Yeah. And then that Japan tour, you're just, you're, you, you, you care for them and that and that sells it so much more and makes you care about mm. these characters I, I liked it oh yeah that was definitely so, one it, of the things that that weirded me out about the whole movie was that like it's because you think about um the the bands in the 80s that were like hair metal bands and glam and all that stuff and they had such uh like like you know um masculinity well uh, despite, kind of. despite like all of the uh <laughs> the gender bent stuff to like yeah. so they were wearing makeup and all that but they had all this like braggadocious like bravado that was like we're cock rock and we're like badass <laughs> and stuff like that armadillos so in their pants them, precisely oh, yeah. and so seeing them like in a in a in a uh not so well like a, a weakened form i guess right. it, yes. it was like it was endearing but also it was it was just a like different perspective than i was used to seeing on like what ryan was talking about like on vh1 like back in the day they're showing all these videos and you're thinking like this they're living the life and then you're like <laughs> ah, a lot of these bands are not but i yeah. love that th it ends in japan because like there's a lot of bands that like find a second life in japan like it's 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 almost like that's like your your career trajectory like it, it's just <laughs> a, a, a foregone conclusion like arnold schwarzenegger so, yeah. you know after yeah <laughs> so, so yeah exactly it joke is amazing. And did that did that resonate from this, or did that come out from somewhere else? I, I've 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 said it. Mel, oh, but, I don't the know big in Japan. No, I mean yeah. that was happening in that era. That was but happening was, in that yeah. era. Was it a joke from this that that I'm big in Japan as a statement came out, or is that just because I, I, I mean maybe maybe this movie helped like reinforce it. Yeah, I think yeah. the I'm big in Japan may have come literally from something else. Cause I think that that might be a quote from something else. That's but what I, I, I know that like, that was like a thing that was happening at the, in that time. Like even in the late seventies, a lot of acts were like, uh, I mean, a lot of American acts were already just like they do today. They were going to uh, Europe and finding much more success right. in Europe than they were. America was like flash in the pan. Uh, and yeah. then they go to Europe and tour for 10 more years and Europe <laughs> loved it. Then they would go to like Japan and like Asia and in Korea and it'd just be like, cool. It's another 10 years. Right. Like, right. um, and, um, 
and yeah, I know that was happening a lot at the time, uh, but but I, I'm sure this movie, like you're saying, I think it did like reinforce that idea. Well, I that, know like, I've said that know, just in the last couple of weeks. I was yeah. talking to work about something. And I was like, oh, but I'm big in Japan, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those jokes that just slips out there whenever, you know. Oh, I mean, they, they right. probably have a, a How We Seize It little store in Japan. <laughs> I'm, convinced, oh, yeah. I'm convinced that, like, if, if, if it's American born and bred, there is a small little, like, little, little shoebox store in Japan, like in Tokyo, that, like, is all of our stuff. So, like, just, there's a turtle one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are definitely little kitty ver or uh, Hello Kitty versions of us, like, in Japan. Absolutely. <laughs> Yep. See, I, that I should was... be your, your your drink book. You when you make your drink book, oh, right, you should right, like yeah. you know, yeah. really really market it there. I mean, I think that's <laughs> there I think is we're all missing an opportunity. A... Yeah, right. <laughs> there, okay, so you have a sake bomb, so you're good. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh one of the other things is I was cracking up was just the names. Um, you know, it, it the one that got me right off the bat was uh the the uh Sir Dennis uh Eaton Hog. Yes. That just like I was just like that's just it, it's simple and it goes by so fast, but you're like that's pretty funny. I mean, it is. It and is. And so. And then Paul the whole thing. Janine. Yes. Pettybone, Pettybone too. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Schaefer's the character, one. when he like he, he's the Artie Fufkin. Our Artie Fufkin. Yes. Fuffkin. Yeah. Artie yeah. Fufkin. Palmer Records. Palmer Records. Kick yes. this ass. And he just that's keeps right. going on, and I was just like, is he saying fucking? What? What is he? You know, it's just one. Yeah. Oh my God, kick, dude! Uh, kick this ass for a man. That's one that yeah. that I know Eric and I have done a lot. I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, what? I got no time. I got, no, I got no time. It's time, and I got no time. And get you. I want you to do something for me. Kick my ass. Kick, kick this ass. ass for a man. Kick this. I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm telling. Like, like I mean, that scene is. See, and and that's one of the. I think like to what Steve was saying about like kind of the the underscoring. That scene where they're there for that record signing and nobody is there is a scene where you where you start to care about. Oh, them. yeah. Like, yeah. Like at that. first they're so superficial and you and you're not really supposed to care. But I, I think that Rob Reiner does a great job of like setting in scenes like that where you do care. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the um, there's all so, sort of little stuff. The way that they pull the dynamics with with Janine, I feel like it's a it's oh. a nice it's it's a nice fresh take on the Yoko Ono thing. <laughs> right. um, it's it's not you know because I mean sure it's there, but I mean, at the same she time dresses, she, she dresses like an Australian's nightmare. That yes, oh my, oh my god, that, 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 that line is so brilliant. Uh, I Fuck I this. still Forget yeah yeah. I loved how she, when she, when when uh, when uh, one of them called him called her on doubly, you know, and she gets yes. that, she gets that embarrassed smile, which to me I thought was endearing and really was oh, yeah. an, a, a really good reaction. Uh, unlike you might see other other people might play it like more resistant and, and but she just kind of yeah. gets that little little bashful smile and I, it worked. It, it was nice. One of my one of my favorite scenes with, with with her is is when they're doing the interview with her and David. And 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 he's like, well, her, her and Nigel, you know, they're, they're very much alike, actually. And and there's no love lost. And and you see her just like she's just disassociated. She's just staring. She's like, yes, much love, much love. For some reason, I love her just like look in that scene. Like it is like it's it just speaks a thousand words, right? Like and that's yeah. that's what the movie does. It puts it puts these skilled actors in these improv positions and they 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 tell you a ton with an, an expression and like a small word that was a cutaway. And that's how you that was a cutaway too and you know Noah, you you mentioned there was like 100 hours of footage 
and they had three editors working around the clock mm-hmm. to try to get this movie all put together. That must have been such a challenge. But I think that that cutaway was probably something they found that just worked perfectly. So I got to give credit to the editors there for for kind of yeah. matching, matching that 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 her you know that reaction there. Well, well there's all these fabled storylines, like Noah was saying. There's yeah. all these fabled <laughs> missing storylines. One that that you see a little bit of more than more than the cold sores is uh, when the drummer spills the acid on himself. So it's like super, it's super subtle. So so they're in the hotel room. This is, I think, before the Cleveland show. Yes, it is before the Cleveland show. Um, because that's the one where they all get lost and they're like, yeah, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, and they can't. So what happens is they're in the hotel room and um, uh, the drummer is near the door and he's got like a little bottle of something. It's, it's when the guy pushes his way in it, yes, when the, the bellhop like like comes in he's like oh civilization where do i put yeah. this like all the food <laughs> right. well you see him like draw, like spill this thing on himself and he goes like tumbling into the bathroom yeah yeah so then like when they're at the cleveland show he's still in the bathroom and he's back in the bathroom in the green room because they're the, they're like knocking on the door like come on rock and roll let's go let's go and he's still in the bathroom um, and the whole thing is that he was supposed to be tripping balls. So there was a, 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 apparently all these like deleted scenes where you see them like going to the gig, going whatever. And this dude is like spaced out. They lose him for a minute. <laughs> they have to go find him again. He goes back to the bathroom. He was supposed to like uh, when he was on stage, he was supposed to be like barely able to play the drums or seeing stuff. Then there's like a whole psychedelic sequence and they cut all that. Yeah. But you is just see the, the stubs. Is that why he's in the bathtub like getting interviewed? Like that's the whole reason why he's in there? Maybe I don't know because because they use they use scenes from that throughout the film. I don't know if that's it, but I mean it could be related. But I know that definitely when he spills the stuff, and then later at Cle- in the Cleveland show when he's in the bathroom and won't come out, and they're like, "Come on, man, yeah. get out of the bathroom. We gotta go." That's also supposed to be part of this like acid storyline that just never saw the light of day, which is so which is so great. I heard some different things too that uh, that I could never find just a a, a a list of all of it, but. Um, they're all like there's a lot of stuff that takes from real life or it then came back into real life like the getting lost uh on the way to the stage tom petty was like a a tom petty thing Mm. um so the the janine thing wasn't necessarily a yoko ono but uh they were saying it was more about the wife from dio uh wendy dio apparently did the same thing where she came oh. in and kind of, kind of became the manager and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they were saying it was more of that rather than um, the, the Yoko thing. I heard which... that was something that the actual, the production, the studio forced them to add a little bit more drama to to it. And, and they uh, asked to have the girlfriend added. Um, to, yeah. To just... But there's like little stories like that. And I thought, I, I just think that's so cool. And I wish there was like, I, was, I kept trying to find a list and, and I, I put my Google search uh, test to the limit on like how mm. to find this list of someone that just put all the different jokes that were based off of real stuff. The sandwich scene, right? The, the, the small bread, <laughs> which yes. oh, fucking oh. made me laugh so much. So that is apparently a, a jab at um, Van Halen. I think it's Van Halen yeah. who asked for David all Lee the Roth. brown... Yeah, all the brown M and M's to be taken out of the bowl of their M and M's. And so, do you know why? Do you know why they did that? So it's I heard super genius. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, and actually, so I heard about that too. Someone, I, a lot of people knew that part, but they, someone else brought up that he's like, yeah, we did that because we wanted them to read the entire list, and it's yes. like if they can't go in and see that the brown M and M's. That means all the shit we wanted on stage, all the safety shit, wasn't done. And I was like, yes. that is fucking brilliant. 
the fact too is brown M and M's are not as good as the other colors. Facts. <laughs> they're, they're not. It is. They're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, is this like what? Is this the seventies? Like, whatever I see like, a brown M and M, I'm like, oh, is the is the carpet now orange? Like, am, is, like, is this like is everything wood paneled? Is this what's happening right now? Yeah. No, I hate brown M and M's. Exactly. So. I, I just thought it was great that they brought all this real life stuff that happened and apparently there were some things that uh, that they did in the movie that actually then later came out and I, I wish I could pinpoint them more I, I heard a couple different ones but it was just like things that happened in there and then later happened uh, the vomit like in, uh, the the drummer dying from vomit and they can't uh, yeah they can't wasn't his vomit, vomit but yeah it wasn't his vomit. vomit yeah apparently that that happened to a drummer after the fact like died Goodness. on and I was like, "Oh shit, that's oh, I think I that's so that. weird." Yeah. Like, yeah. like, uh, like, seriously, like, like, uh, my wife and I have just sat and laughed about this one joke for probably hours. Uh, the whole oh. thing where one of them goes, "Your police said best left unsolved." Yeah. Unsolved. <laughs> that's, that actually, is that's actually the one. So that... goddamn funny. Like, <laughs> if you garden. actually, the garden. Yeah, the garden. That's the one that thinking about that that actually happened later. A, oh, the uh, bizarre gardening accident. Yeah, was a was a drummer who ended up inhaling Wait. Um, insecticide. Oh, and they labeled it as a gardening accident. Yeah, it was um, after the movie. That <laughs> just happened. Fun. That also a gardening accident. Just who was it? It wasn't <laughs> Keith Richards. Somebody, some like really old rocker. Re I'm saying in the last like year or two. Um, like fell like he tripped in his garden oh. and he wound up falling on a set of shears and like <laughs> cut the shit out of his butt or something like I mean like like to the point where he had to like go get stitches it was really bad oh. and uh, couldn't perform I couldn't play for a while and then when he came out I think he said it was like a bizarre gardening, gardening accident <laughs> I remember thinking like oh my god you know That's but cheap. something about like when the hell would the police ever say best yeah. left unsolved, unsolved. <laughs> That's the shit if you actually get down to that like how hilarious is that like like, like the, the, the police said that the police just looked at this and said best left unsolved like that's yeah. your whole job it's uh it's so fucking funny see, for some reason i felt like that whole scene about them talking about the the people dying the drummers dying were was all improv like i could see you and me Ryan, yeah they're obviously coming up with the drummer names right there because yeah. the first two drummers names are almost identical it's like stumpy joe peters <laughs> and like peter yeah. joe stumpy or something like like the names yeah. are like almost the same one of my favorite and really fast one of my favorite moments from that garden scene was when they're talking about the 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 last drummer the one that that, that spontaneously combusted and <laughs> right. when they they're and you can tell they're freestyling because it's like a, a jazz blues festival and the other guys well more blues, blues, blues jazz festival actually <laughs> and then he goes it was the aisle and you can tell they're trying to say like, isle of white or whatever and then, right. and then i think it's nigel comes in with i love lucy so yeah, right. he goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, it's the I Love Lucy Blues Jazz Festival. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. Where they got from Isle of Wight to I Love Lucy is yeah, so right. funny. Yeah. So one of the so things I heard funny. is that uh, they really pushed for, I think it was something like it might have been like 20 or 30 people on the crew like that uh, to get writers' credits for this because oh. it's all improv like the total the total of the yeah. script was like six pages yeah so oh, makes sense, really um, yeah. they basically sketched out the idea of it and almost all of the lines are are, are ad-libbed and so they really wanted um all of the people to get writer and credit because all of the people played into the ad-lib but apparently the the movie people that make those rules said nope you can the writer's guild i think yeah the writer's yeah, guild, writer's guild yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, which which just sucks because it's like 
but they they really definitely tried to give all those people that credit for it and you know you know i think that's awesome originally they were asked awesome. to write a script for this that was that was what they got paid <laughs> to do to write a script for this and they started to and they got maybe 20 pages in and they said fuck this we can't this isn't how we want to do it and so they made a little 20 minute you know with their own money with rob reiner and and the and the main cast made a little 20 minute thing they, they shopped it around and, and finally got someone to to buy into it but, it was like ten thousand uh, dollars to do that first little bit. Yeah, but that was mm. the approach, and 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 I I read that they kind of had in and outlines for scenes where they had kind of a starting point and an ending point, and yeah. they did a lot of backstory prep, so they kind of mm-hmm. uh, builded some foundation, but then everything else was just whatever you come up with as you go, which. Yeah, I, I knew. I remember hearing that they had they had like like stubs, like so they knew mm-hmm. that there was like something that had to happen in a scene. Is that so what for example, like in. Oh, so Ian Ian had to say, like, we're canceled in Boston and somebody has to say, talk about, like, why isn't the album out yet? So they knew that was happening. But everything that was that was being said was just whatever. Yeah. You know, um, both Sears and Kmart have stopped selling it. (laughs) That that got me so hard. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, Uh, well, one of my favorite things was uh, all the celebrities that showed up, like Fran Drescher, right. oh my like God. early on, and then Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, like just in that in the alleyway. Dana like Carvey that, that, is the other mime too. Yeah, he's yeah, the Dana other Carvey. Mime. Is he really? yeah. Oh, I didn't yes, know that. he's the other mime. Yes, and Howard, uh, and, Howard and, and who can forget Fred Willard? Well, oh, he's throughout. The he's the he's in, all, in all the mockumentaries going forward too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and that's, and, that's <sighs> like one of the best, like. That is probably the highlight of the whole movie for me. Is is that like um, the Fred Willard just, sequence? Uh, and play a slow one for my wife. You know, we like yeah. she, you know we want to she dance. She wants to dance. And, yeah. And uh, but yeah, hit him. Oh yeah. Uh, spinal tarp. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of y'all. I mean, by y'all we mean the rock and roll genre. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Like, all the know, exciting. Like, Things. Well, not your records. No, well, not your records in particular. But you know, yeah, just the rock right. and roll genre. All the exciting things happening. I like like. Right. Oh that, my that, God! And then he talks about his hair. Yeah, <laughs> by hair being. I didn't, oh, yes. that, <laughs> I didn't realize that Angelica Houston was in this movie as the the artist that did, does Stonehenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the one who makes Stonehenge. I didn't realize that until Farmer yes. Greg. Uh, I watched it with Farmer Greg, and uh, he was like, "Oh, Angelica Angelica Houston's in this." And I was yeah. like, "What?" So we went. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's right. yes. but If she doesn't look like uh, you know Morticia Adams or um, right, or whoever she played in uh, in. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I don't recognize. Right, yeah, I, I, they do a great job, and it's a lot of people uh, that just were, you know, great cameos and stuff like that. That were before they were big, and then they get big and stuff like that. Uh, The the scene in the with the Air Force and stuff, I love the fact that they're picking up the the air traffic control on on the the wireless, and it's coming over through the speakers. That just kind of cracked me up because that's shit that hits in my real life like being on a coast guard boat and like hearing that stuff mm-hmm. over different things and it's like oh that's right. funny because that's like legit talk <laughs> and apparently yeah. that was um it was uh the act uh, i can't think of the names of, but the actors it's those guys without their their uh accents so it's like the, oh, the main okay. two guys um nigel and, and dave doing doing their without their british accents so they were pre-recorded, Man. and I was like, "That's freaking hilarious, too." I I have I I had a guitar amp back in the day that was awful, and it was one of my first amps I ever had. And if I I used to lean it, I set it on my bed. It was like probably a six inch, you know, speaker, probably two watt, 
I used to lean it back against my wall because if I lean it against the wall, the vibrations would make the whole wall move, <laughs> and it acted like an extra big speaker, so I could so I could hear it better, right? So I'd lean it up against the wall. The problem with leaning against the wall, and I don't know if I was leaning it against like. Maybe there's like a conduit like behind the wall or I don't know the science behind it. But if I lean it against the wall, it would pick up what I believe was fire department radio, not cop radio, <laughs> but fire department radio because it'd be quiet a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd be playing and they'd be like talking about like fire shit. And I'd be sitting there like playing like and I just turn my guitar down and just sit there and listen to them. Like, yeah, we need a paramedic over here. Oh, yeah, we have this up. I'm like. Really? But the problem was, like, it would be intermittent. So when they were shut up, because yeah, I guess the fire department, Brandon, doesn't do a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. when, it, when they'd shut up, the amp sounded great against the wall, but I would constantly pick it up. And I remember, like, I think I was doing that before I saw Spinal Tap, but then after Spinal Tap, I went to yeah. do it. And I was like, right. immediately the Air, the Air Force base scene, I was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I, this is me right now. Like, yeah, you basically were just using the wires in the wall as an antenna and picking it up. More or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, I remember thinking, That's like, funny. I remember telling people at the time, like, it'd be cool if it was, like, police radio, but, like, <laughs> fire radio is pretty boring. Like, <laughs> it'd be better, like, though, is if it went the other way, like, they were picking up your plane. Oh, <laughs> man. Maybe they did. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's why it was so quiet as they are waiting for you to do something. <laughs> I, I remember, seriously, every once in a while, you hear one of them be like, yeah, so uh, what's for dinner? Like, I remember they used to talk about food all the time. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. But oh yeah, that, that scene is so great. And, like, and that really does that. That scene is, like, that is, like, the destruction of Spinal Tap. That is the end of Spinal <laughs> Tap, right? I mean, like, that scene, the radio, Janine, the whole nine yards, it's too much for Nigel. And he's gone. The Jazz Odyssey is my favorite <laughs> Ever oh, uh, that you mean at you mean at Themeland Amusement Park? Yes, <laughs> at Puppet, Puppet Amusement Show gets Park. the top building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Puppet Show. There is something they got magical. the bigger, you know, dis- dressing room. So they got the bigger dressing room. <laughs> that's, right. My, that's true. Like, like I love that you need a dressing room for, for a fucking puppet show. But like, there was something about and, and, and it's such basic uh, com- comedic editing from a cinematography standpoint. But it hits so hard when 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 uh, when when uh, Derek Smalls is like Jazz Odyssey. <laughs> and you see Nigel, and Nigel just, I love Nigel, goes, we are not going to perform, you know, a freeform jazz Aussie in front of a festival crowd. And then it cuts to the jazz Odyssey. That is, yep. I die every time. <laughs> and especially when, like, when Derek just starts playing the, those chords on the bass, he's like, Derek Smalls, bass guitar. He wrote this. And he's like, burr, 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 burr. like, that is like the funniest shit. Like, oh, I love his like. You know, you are witness to the birth of Spinal Tap Mach 2. And, like, that that scene, I love the one guy who's got his thumbs down. That's yeah. my favorite guy. <laughs> I, I live for that guy. Like, I love the Janines on stage, like, just, like, with a tambourine. It, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I love in the dressing room how they she made the Spinal Tap Mark 2, like, with, like, colored pencils, like, that whole, like, banner. I didn't see that. I don't yeah, And that. you see it later. So when So when Nigel comes back. And and they're having their whole like big argument. It's in the background there too. Like you can tell. It's like it's yeah. They, like she stage. made a new logo and yeah. colored it in all rainbow. <laughs> it's really funny. But that, that freeform jazz Aussie is some of my favorite shit That's in that movie. Hilarious. I love and it. I, and they released that in their second album. I guess like a part two of the of the jazz Aussie. <laughs> so that's something they continued on. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, honestly. So the other one that got me that really made me laugh was the whole Stonehenge thing. Oh, from, yeah. from from the start when when she's showing him the 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 
I don't know what you would model of it or whatever. And, and uh, it's like, oh, this is great. So, so it's going to be the same color. And she's like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the piece. Yeah. But no, when we get the real piece, it'll be the yeah. same thing, the same shape, the same color. This yeah. is the piece. Like, yeah. That scene is at 18 inches. <sighs> so that apparently is ripped straight from real life too, where, but it's reversed. Um, I can't think it might've been like Megadeth or something like that designed a set that was so big that like 90% of the places they play, they couldn't get it on the stage. And so they, <laughs> That's amazing. Was, yeah. there, there was uh, a band like a couple weeks before the movie was released too, that, that adopted the Stonehenge, uh, set for their for their backdrop, oh. and they thought they said that Spinal Tap yeah, copied they, them, and I think I think Rob Reiner was like, "Dude, you know we made this movie dude, a couple years, years ago. ago. You know we've been editing. Yeah, we like, no we way. filmed this in, in like 1982. <laughs> yeah. It took a long time for it to come out. Like they filmed it in '82, but it didn't come out till '84. Yeah. So like I mean yeah like we we got old film footage of this. Yeah. I love um, the fact though that they bring it they bring it down and then yes. the dwarfs dancing around it and there's a, there's a line in there that's something about oh like a, a a dwarf could fall off of it and he like he trips over it and kind of Oh yeah, no, it's, it's like we had a Stonehenge monument in danger of being trampled by a <laughs> yeah, dwarf. Right. Like right. that line is like so good. Oh, well see the the setup line for that. See and and this is why this movie is genius because the setup line for that is amazing because Derek is trying to get a word in and everyone's arguing and Derek's so calm. He's got his little button chops, he's so yeah. calm. And he's like, "Well, um we could rework the choreography." And they're like, <laughs> "What?" And they stop and he's like, um, so the dwarfs won't trot upon it. Like that just that <laughs> joke is like so it's and it's hidden so deep, but it's so funny. Um and that's where making a big deal out of it would have been a good fucking idea is like from that line's from there too. And I, I say that all the time. Like I, like it uh I was watching an unrelated talk show a couple, just just this week, and that's what this is kinda why it resonated because it stood out. I had never heard this line dropped, but it was it was the host after something something happened off stage or something, he yells, No, we're not gonna play Stonehenge, you know, which was, you know, exactly. Yes. I didn't realize oh, that was oh. that was a line that that uh, kind of carried on, like, you know. It, it, but but I caught it. It's like, oh my god, that's straight from from Spider. That is so weird. Yeah. Um. So can we talk for a minute about how excellent Nigel's eyeshadow is in that scene? <laughs> it's, it's like green, great. sparkly, and he yeah. he closes his eyes so dramatically at the end, and you <laughs> see him come down like. <sighs> I love that so much. Well, I you were saying earlier so in the beginning that like you get more the more times you watch this, and yeah, um, and I was saying early, the first time I watched it, I I wasn't into it as much. I got more out of listening to other people's experiences and thinking back to them, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I listened to like podcasts for like two or three days of different things. I mean, like eight hours a day of podcasts. I listened to a mm. shit ton. And got all this stuff, and I was like, I was like, God, I almost know this movie without even watching it again. And then I went back and watched it again, and I picked up on so much more. And so I think if even if I watched it again, I, I would definitely pick up even yeah. more. So it is one of those things. The more you hear about what other people pick up, the more you watch, the more you pick. It, it does get funnier and funnier because I literally at first was like, this did not hold up. This is it's the fucking so, well, horrible movie. And you know when it's it came out, dry. It, when it came out yeah, in 1984, yeah. it limped. You know, nobody. It, you know, yeah. people did it. Be, it wasn't until later that maybe people started getting in on the joke that yeah. they went back and re-recognized it. Um, it's super it's a, dry, 
and it's not a very good documentary actually like if you like just critically if you if you watch yeah. it it right, cuts right. awkwardly right like it cuts awkwardly all over the place like it does keep in you know time order but there's all these interviews intermixed and and it's all so dry so no i can totally understand like watching it kind of sight unseen being like this is kind of dry and kind of moving kind of quick for me and it's kind of it's just not it's not too engaging right yeah. until you like i think the hooks of that movie are all the if you let your mind and stuff oh so good that 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 yeah that drugged me in so much more i've got oh yeah i got a question to kind of detour a little bit into uh reality tv land because when you look at this movie and here you know here you got a bunch of actors that are that are trying to make things come across as as real playing things real and then you you kind of cut to the the next next decade where reality tv come becomes a really big thing and yet it almost follows the exact same formula you you get these people together and you know reality tv you're you know, it's Probably. following real people, but it's not a documentary. They're still getting fed lines by the directors or like getting mm-hmm. getting direction on how things go. And yet it's more the audience perception. You know, with 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 Spinal Tap, the audience is more in on the joke. And maybe if they weren't in on the joke, they're mad about it and they're like resistant to it and say, you know, you put me through that. You, you pulled a fast one on me. <laughs> but, you know, then there's reality TV. There's the Osbournes. And, you know, I think Ozzy Osbourne's famous for saying that, he didn't, you know, he saw Spinal Tap. He thought Tap. it was real. It- he thought it was real. And then he goes and does a reality TV show. Uh, you know, the Kardashians, <laughs> the the Apprentice, they all kind of follow the same sort of idea like Spinal Tap, except they're under the guise of this is real, when really it's oh, yeah. just kind of the same sort of formula. But even to this day, it's pulling a fast one on our audiences, you know. And I, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a president... You know this. You know in the in the office that came from reality TV, who pulls lines out of his ass just like Nigel talking about injecting, you know, in, disinfectant, and people say, you know, that would that would be perfect for Spinal Tap, and yet it's real. <laughs> and people defend him because of mm-hmm. so. So I almost feel like like. Yeah. Spinal Tap is to blame for this, man. You know, but oh, anyway, it's oh. just one of something I wanted to throw out there. Hot takes hey now. <laughs> hey now, how man, Steve? We're just talking about how did you get it political this time? <laughs> like, like, like Rocky Horror, we got political with Rocky Horror. And I was like, okay, I can see it because there's some like <laughs> right. you know trans issues and there's some stuff like that. I can see it, but like Spinal Tap. I mean, at Spinal Tap, we I, say love your brother. We I, don't literally say it. We don't literally mean it. <laughs> I think but, there's but, a lot of know, well, I, point comes across anyway. I get, a, I, get a, I talk to people about Spinal Tap that just are kind of offended by the movie because it's like no, you know, really? I don't. It, well, it's almost like they didn't get the joke at first, and when it finally, when they finally oh. figured it out, they were almost. It's like they did. They they were embarrassed because they were embarrassed. They couldn't poke fun at themselves, oh, and so I, it's like oh, oh, I can oh, see this it. Is, this I can see that. And and yeah. yeah. And at the same time, people are pretty stubborn about reality TV shows, too, when they're really passionate about these characters. Oh, and yeah. you say, well, you know, that's kind of scripted and fake. It's like, oh, no, you know, you, that's not you, the you, case. You know, so you, it creates you know a the, polarizing. You know oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, that at the end of the credits of the reality TV show where it says writer. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 If it doesn't, if it if it doesn't say Jesus or God on there, I'm calling yeah. bullshit. You know? or, you, or you get some of these, some of these more uh, more opinion uh, pundits talking about uh, something, and their defense from their from their lawyers is that 
everyone knows that what these people are saying isn't really true. Oh, uh, you, oh, 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 we, you know, uh, well, I just, that's yeah, your, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 no, no, dude, you, oh you my were God. touching on some real shit. Like, that's some real <laughs> that's shit. Your boy, like, that's so your cool. boy, Tucker, and I'm like, yeah, how I could know. you even listen to this guy? <laughs> how, like, if they just in the, they just went to court and said, yeah, it's all, that's all bullshit. People yeah. know it's bullshit. And it's like, yeah. but you still believe everything he says. It's like, what? So it's, it's, it's this what? fine line when it comes to mockumentaries and reality TV. And now that's gotten into our, our actual reality. And, and so, so it's tough. I mean, it, it's, it's a hard environment to, to deal with sometimes. I love Spinal Tap and I, but, but I just think it's the whole, it, it's, it's gone, gone further yeah. than it should have. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that like people started falling in love with the actual like kind of human documentary, right? But oh, you know, sure. because because beforehand, I mean like and, and there were a ton of documentaries that 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 obviously like that were real that had impact. Mm -hmm. But like I think before that documentaries were like shit you watch at school. Like stuff they made in like the eighties and like the seventies and stuff, you were kind of like, oh God. A documentary about the Earth's crust. This is awesome. I'm gonna <laughs> I've die. seen that one. I've seen that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but it wasn't as, like, cool, uh, you know. But then, like, all of a sudden you got, you know, like, The Real World, right? Which was, like, one of the right. first huge reality TV shows that people were just like, it's it's like I'm with these people, you know. Uh, but the thing that, I, you know, I, I guess spots up a lot of credit because, you know, it and Christopher Guest's uh, uh, movies moving forward in, in keeping with the style in the fact that, like, it is – while it is a, 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 a mockumentary and while, while it is uh, obviously scripted and edited just like anything, it, it, there's a lot of really good writing in there. There's a lot of really good um, and, and not, but it's not conventional writing, right? It's getting it, it, it's, it's setting all these great character actors up with their character and who they're going to be and letting it roll. And Steven, that way, I think it is very similar to reality TV in a way, right? Because, you know, when people go into reality TV shows, and my wife and I watched way too much America's Next Top Model. I'm telling you guys, it was a, bad, <laughs> it was a rough, like, three years of my life where we watched oh. every season. And um, that show is crazy because that's just psychological torture is all that is. Um, they literally, like, starve these girls. They don't give them enough water. Uh, they do these awful things. And the and most important thing about that, and you realize this about all reality TV, is that it's the same thing but it's not called a movie, but all these people on these reality TV shows, they're playing a character. They're told by the producers, like, you're the bitch. You're the jock dude. You're the cool guy. You're the you know, smart girl. Like they, they tell them who, who they are and they, and they literally portray this and it's probably close to their character. So it's easy to play. They're not actors. I find with reality TV, the characters are much more two dimensional than say, best in show yeah. where they you know they create something that's so much more genuine and involved and mm -hmm. that you can get get you know connect with that uh, but course. there's that's a strange dichotomy of uh you well, know reality, well, reality yeah, tv and mockumentary and yet and yet well and, and reality tv is all about the fireworks you, you want them well, to, to present consistently right you want you want the bitch to be the bitch yeah it's all about <laughs> and, the drama and and and, and, and and all they want to do is key on to that person for that thing whereas like when you're christopher guest and you're laying in character you're going to say parker posey and best in show and you're saying like all right, you're really annoying and you're like really obsessed with your dog, but you've got this other stuff going on. You're not happy with your husband. You're not happy with your life. And like that kind of stuff is what they bring to the table. Go ahead, Eric. I'm if sorry. I, I'm running over you. If, if I can make a crass um, analogy. Uh, that oh, please is, do. Um, that is relevant in terms of rock and roll by way of, uh, of um, 
I, I totally Steven Tyler. There we go. I just about blanked on his name. I was is like, it heavy duty? Is no, it heavy duty rock and roll? I don't think I don't think it's heavy duty rock and roll. It is okay. not. It is not. But um, Sorry. you know, uh, but this is. Uh, I remember watching VH1, and it was behind. I think it was something about Aerosmith, and I've never liked Aerosmith, but I love <laughs> anything with any band documentary stuff. I love it. Yeah, and um, like even if I hate the band, I still love it. And uh, he's on there, and he's talking about how he joined Aerosmith, and he's like. So I was, I think it, I, I might be getting some of the details mixed up, but he said he was so, at some camp and what, what's their guitarist name? Um, Joe Perry. Joe, Joe Perry. Yeah. 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 Joe Perry. He was like, Steven, you got to come hear my band. Like apparently Steven Tyler was in all these bands and stuff. And so Steven's like, okay, cool. Well, Steven goes, he's like, they, they were good, but they were like this. And uh, for the audio listeners, uh, I was making a self-love uh, hand gesture very fast. <laughs> rapidly. Uh, yes. Very rapidly. rapid. <laughs> and Steven Tyler goes, you know, and so once I got in the band, I started making some changes to where it was like this. And now I'm making that same motion, but it was a lot more sl like slower. and uh, yeah, I, 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 would use the word, into it. I would use the word sensual. No, oh, sorry. Thanks, sensual. Delicate. Would, yeah. Sensual. Delicate. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but Steve, to, to your point, like, I think that's the difference is that people he, like see certain things like in reality and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they just want like the, they just want the fast stuff. They just want to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, they don't they want their climax. As soon as they possible. don't want to earn it. They yeah. Want, they, and, yeah. And that's agreed. The dichotomy of like, you know, getting off and making love and you know, all this stuff. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I apologize for being too crass. If that is, no, no, that's I think that's a tap episode I think... actually relating this to sex is actually exactly what you should be doing that's right true. now. I mean, I felt like I was, maybe Steven Tyler was on a sex farm. That's, that's probably, I, I think you're taking the concept of sex, right, sex and putting farm. it on the farm right yeah. now. And I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty genius. All right. I, yeah. I, gotta I gotta take us on a quick tangent. Cause uh, <laughs> okay. just earlier today, I was listening to your guys's um, Patreon episodes where, uh, uh, Eric, you were on with your wife and you were talking oh, about man. learning to drum for one of the bands because uh, I believe it was Ryan, your brother took off uh, and yeah. so you had to learn to drum. And it was funny because you, you guys were talking about like you both thought that the fast, if you were a fast drummer, you were good. And then, and then you you said you learned as you went that the the slower you went, the better you know. And I was like, that's a fucking sex analogy if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, for like, sure. You oh, just see someone going really fast and they're good, but no, when you really learn how to do it nice and slow. And I, oh I, yeah. It, this was like literally a couple hours ago. I was listening to this and I was like, how am oh. I going to let him know that? Because that's oh, <laughs> just come to oh, there you go. That, that blesses my heart, Noah. Thank you. So no, that, much. that's why. Yeah. Seriously, one of what like uh, one of my favorite drummers is uh the drummer for this band called portishead and uh, have you guys ever heard of portishead at all yeah um, i actually have so he's known in england as a loop drummer he's one of the best loop drummers because the guy plays drums and it sounds like it's like a loop from like an old record and oh, he nice. just can play that way forever and it's usually slow and he keeps time like a robot and and i i listen to him and i like live and i'm like because it is harder to play slower. It's harder to give that that Steven Tyler that smooth action. It, 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 it's <laughs> smooth action with that, it's, that little bit of wrist action. And, and that little wrist action, that little pivot, it's all on the wrist. And that it's hard to do that for like an extended period of time, much 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 like sex. Um, <laughs> but I remember listening to him and being like, "Oh, I, I would have dropped that beat a hundred years ago." Holy shit! Uh, um, uh, you know, but uh, but that that is yes. 
I, I think we're all doing well by by having made this jump uh, of logic from from Steven Tyler to sex to yes, <laughs> well, reality TV. We're on target. Yeah, exactly. Reality TV. Yeah, you're 100 percent true. I I think uh, you know, like Steve was saying earlier, like today, there's so much uh, with our news today is more like reality TV, where it's like they're not just reporting news. It's like I got to get entertainment. And it's uh, yeah. finger quotes on that. Uh, I got to get the shock value out there. So yeah. it doesn't Plus matter for profit. what they say. The news is for profit too. So it's a whole yeah. different game. And yeah. that's why, and that's, and that's happened. Like you said, you know, I don't know if this started it, but if it is, it's, it's even more crazy that Spinal Tap started this down that reality TV <laughs> to this reality right. TV news programs that we have now. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how, how it all ties in. Well, um, people are, people are just voyeuristic. I think that's oh, like sure. a, a, a just yeah, a poor tenet. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, and, and I think I think that like it took its forms. Okay. So like if you go way 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 back, some of the mo like highest selling books like around the turn of the century, for example, weren't like the masterpieces, right? <laughs> they were like kind of like smutty books about like a a, a woman in 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 Paris. And it's just like a book about her, her, like yeah, Henry her, Miller. Her, 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 that's he made his dime off of of his smut. Yeah, and then, you know he goes and gets of cancer, and that doesn't. Yes, yeah. yes, it, it's it's literally like just a a eighteen year old girl, you know, just just from home in France, and he's and everyone's like, oh, I gotta read that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and 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 and, and, and you move forward ankle. into like say right, like I mean the 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 beginning of you know when you have film and, and photography, the beginning of, of pornography. I mean, I, I think honestly, short of, of obviously just the, the the sexual nature of it, the voyeuristic nature is huge, mm -hmm. and we keep going, and the voyeurism keeps going, and I think that yeah, the the do the documentary, mockumentary, and the 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 birth of like reality television, it just it was like a home run for our voyeuristic nature, um, and it. it's. I I remember a couple years ago, or about I don't know, five or six years ago. Uh, Noah, you remember our 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 daughters going off and and seeing the Wanted, in uh, oh yeah yeah you know, that was their LA. big that was their big band. Maybe I'm maybe I'm was it like seven yeah, you or eight years ago. It was a while ago. Um, yeah. But the Wanted, which was a which was a boy band, had their own reality TV show that I think uh, Ryan Seacrest produced, and. I remember watching an episode because I was very supportive of my daughter and her love of, of one of the, one I didn't of the, watch one of the band members. Them. But they, they had the exact same Janine Yoko Ono situation where one of the band members has the girlfriend that comes in and starts encroaching on it. And, it's, and I've, and you know, my daughter's just really, you know, kind of stressed out about this whole situation. I'm just going, Oh my God, oh, this is oh, like, this cute. is spinal tap or is this, you know, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's all about kind of playing into those well, dramatic feelings, the, you know, the, the emotions. And well, yeah. and you bring up, you bring up an excellent point because like that, a little bit of it, it does seem contrived, but, um, but there is some truth to that. Like there's a little bit of truth in all mm -hmm. of that, that, they, yeah. uh, as from being in bands, like um, sure. Oh you know, yeah. I was single. I was single for a long time until I met my wife. And Ryan and I would have conversations about like, and I think Ryan had this thing with his friends that was like, you know, you get two weeks before uh, with with uh, when you get a girlfriend. Yep. To, to, Straight up. You can you can bail. You can cancel uh, plans and stuff. But then after it was that, uh, you, yeah, you got to get your, back. It was, your, it, was, it, was, it was your time. Like, like we acknowledged that everyone had the, the, the new car smell period. Everybody had all that. Everybody had the, the honeymoon phase. So it was just acknowledged. It was like, that's two weeks. That's good. You, you got some be, ground rules. <laughs> you right. could be the worst friend for two weeks. You could be like, dude, we're about to play a show. Yeah, man, well, about that. I, I got <laughs> it. Blah, blah. And we'd be like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. But, oh, we, but, but we, we deal. 
But yeah. then literally on the on day 15, it was like, all right, so you're actually now you're just being a piece of shit. So can we not? <laughs> but, and that was yeah. rooted in. Yeah, that was rooted in the fact that we've seen like uh, people's relationships, be it boyfriends yeah. or girlfriends or whatever the case may be, like things like that had ruined things. And thankfully, you know, my wife was cool and didn't ruin anything. But like, you know, we've we've been in bands with people where those scenarios have happened where. Oh, yeah, we've played it. We've played with bands with with people that like show up to a show and they they bring a pedal that's with batteries in it as opposed to plugging it in directly in to the to the power right. and you don't want to that's that's like are you serious because that, <laughs> that's a lot of variables you're bringing into the stage this, yeah this same guy this same guy uh I, I was in a band with him the same guy we're we're playing a show and he he's lead guitarist okay and he, this is Spinal Tap, 100%. We're on stage. This guy never brought a backup guitar. Same dude that brought the pedal with no batteries in it. Like, I brought mean, with batteries, but no, didn't have a right. power cord for it. And you're like, well, that's yeah. just going to die, right? Like, that, that batteries. And he broke his high E string. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget, uh, another band member looks at him and goes, uh, okay, so do you have any strings? He's like, no, nah, it's good. I don't need it. I don't need it. What's, no, 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 no. I think he said, what's the next no, song? No, 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 no. He's coming up. He goes, I don't need it. And uh, and this other band member goes, well, the next song is, he names the song, oh, which yeah. is a bunch heavily of played with the high E string, my man. <laughs> and, uh, and, then the, and, then, and then your boy goes, oh, can I borrow your guitar? <laughs> like, like next word out of his mouth. And and that, but yeah, I watched that. I, I played bass in that band and I was just standing there. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't need it. I'm a lead guitarist. I don't need my high E string. What the hell's wrong with you? But that <laughs> that, that kind of crap happens in music. Like it, it does. does. Like it does. And you you so art imitates life. But at the same time, like you have to your point again about the uh, the reality TV. It's like there. What I guess the way I see it is that people that get it kind of end up being somehow forced to exploit it, or they find themselves ending ending up exploiting it yeah like, they yeah. might not realize it like like it's like it's like people that take um certain jokes that are sarcasm as like actual like oh fact yeah. and they just run yeah. that in the ground and they're like are you serious like no <laughs> right. this was this very smart funny thing that we did and now you're mm -hmm. like actually making this like really offensive and really yeah. and it's it's something we see in human nature and it's disappointing but like yeah i mean it's uh, any any flight of the Concords fans? I know that oh, uh, huge. They they've got huge that fan. that great episode with Coco where Brett you know has the girlfriend, and I think it's just yes. one single episode that evolves through all this, and they kind of give it out of the, get it out of the way. But but it, it's great when the the band breaks up, and then you know a few minutes later, it, it's all kind of patched up. But it kind of plays this whole this whole uh, evolution of of the girlfriend trying the, the to infiltrate the band. It it's is a great way. The worst part about it is Brett. Brett's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna leave the band and I'm gonna be with Coco. And then like, <laughs> literally, Coco's like, um, okay, so I don't think it's gonna work out. And he's like, you're not, you're not paying attention. And, and, and he's doing her out. Like, shush, you go, like, shush, shush. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, you, hear, you hear go. I was actually looking for an Australian, which is like <laughs> hilarious in that show. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, th I think that you I think you do get there with that, uh, and and. It's just so interesting how visceral it can be for being a comedy. There are scenes in it that hit you where you're like, oh, that's tough. 
<laughs> like, 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 it, there's just rough stuff. Like, um, like it's all the little stuff. It's like I love, I love where they, where they, uh, the, where earlier in the movie when they're in the hotel and they meet and they they run into Duke Fame, you know, the oh, guy yeah. like yeah. with like the thing and how like he, they hear the girls screaming like, oh, and, and of yeah, course yeah. David's like, here they come, here they come, yep. and they're coming for him. And how they just get totally showed up by this guy, and like as he's walking away, I love it. They're like, "Oh, great! Have a good day. Have great days. Great days, wanker. Right. Wanker. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just started, like right off the bat. Like, I love that shit because yeah. it it um, but yeah, like being I can say that we being a musician and and stuff, it 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 does hit. There's so many like Eric was saying. There's so many moments like in bands where it's like someone pulls a smile, some smile type shit on you, and you're like, "Is this real life? Oh yeah. Like, is this really right. happening? Um." so good it, it's funny that scene you just talked about that's one of the first ones that i i recognized someone that i was like oh my god that was like the, the full on you know fever celebrity film. moment yeah dr john <laughs> dr. johnny fever. fever yeah so it's howard uh hesman wtrp so in cincinnati that that's right yeah oh okay. so you guys might be too yeah, young but that wasn't that, that was the manager that wasn't the actual uh yeah no but stock. he was in that scene yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, oh my god, because I loved that. I watched that show so much growing mm -hmm. up, and that actually was going to be my drink. I was I was looking at a, a Johnny Walker uh, uh, drink that uh, was a Doctor Fever uh, drink. Oh, so. no. you give, <laughs> give a little nod. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those bit characters. That's that all that was nice. where I, I was going right before I found the penicillin. I was like, oh no, I like that one so much better. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool. One of the other things I wanted to bring up, and in, in this is uh, so there was another uh, kind of band documentary mockumentary show that came out in, in 1993 that i kind of resonated more with probably more because of how i grew up but do you guys ever watch cb4 no oh yes i remember i remember it on the shelf at blockbuster when i used to manage yeah. blockbuster videos. It's gangster rap. i don't yeah. think i ever saw it though it's, yeah it's kind of like the nwa it, yeah, exactly nwa had a spinal tap exactly basically that it's really good yeah, it's, it's really it's good. Hilarious. I did not get the viewings in that I have with Spinal Tap, but I remember yeah. seeing it several times and really liking That's it. That's one I watched several times, um, just how I grew up and where I grew up and, and the music I was listening to at that time frame. I mean, I was a huge NWA fan, so when that came up, I was dying, and, and I realized that I didn't listen to rock music when Spinal Cat came out. I was more into mm. rap and, in, and you know Beastie Boys and stuff like that. I, I yeah. was in that genre. So for maybe that's why I didn't really get into this. But CB4 came out and, and looking at it, I'm like, that was that's that generation or that that set of people's Spinal Tap. I've never seen this in my life. Chris oh, oh, it's, it's, so it's really good. I just Googled it. This is hilarious. Guys, yeah. you only just Google it, and it's just Chris Rock just looking like it. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, it, like, it is like, Spinal Tap for, for uh, NWA, uh, 100%. That, it is so oh, is fucking funny. What is it like? Like, like straight out of low cash, crazy yes, motherfucker name. What What's his name in the, what's his name uh, in the movie? <laughs> Albert, but <laughs> I don't know what it's. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was some. But he had some name, yeah. but yeah, they basically just like do straight out of Compton. It is. Um, it, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's like, his it's real like name is Albert. And they give him shit about something about a, like a big ass biscuit. Like, like oh, oh, get uh, your big ass old, biscuit. No, big ass biscuit is from. Um, oh, I'm gonna get you sucker. Oh, okay. Oh, that's Charlie another excellent it. film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlie it's really good. I would yeah, eat that yeah. biscuit. I ain't lying. I, oh, <laughs> biscuit. I gotta, I gotta do a shout out to one of my friends in college. We made a a mockumentary. It wasn't a rockumentary, but it was it was a mockumentary oh, oh, about oh, yeah. um, about uh, it was a drug kind of public service announcement. But it was done. It was about a twenty minute uh, uh, film that he wrote, and we 
I, I was the cameraman uh, doing all doing all the shots, but it, we called it was called "Just Say No to Toads," and it was all about cane toads and their drug influence. You, you know, cane toads yeah. was like a drug people yeah. could lick and get high off. Yeah. And this whole p uh, public service announcement was about how to avoid toads and just say no to toads. And I remember I remember filming this drug bust, and it was a toad bust, and it was hilarious. We did it like cops, where. You know, I was outside and the cops busted and, and following the guy running into the bathroom. And then, you you know, you show the toilet yeah. and the toad getting flushed down the toilet. <laughs> you know, you see the legs. It's oh, amazing. Know. It really put, it really came off well, but it's still, it's kind of in the same sort of, of mock genre of documentaries. Right. And, and so that was my friend. Oh, David I, Booth, I love that. Uh, that, that put that together. And that was, that was, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the thing about the, and I, I I I you brought up such a great point. Like I and I hadn't actually thought about the idea that like that I hadn't married the two ideas of Spinal Tap and the mockumentary being tethered to our idea of reality TV shows <laughs> actually being reality. But the um my wife showed me uh like I think right when the pandemic started happening and stuff, uh the movie Idiocracy, and just how like like. How, how eerie it was that this is like yeah that's some Nox that's some Nostradamus shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and it's it's that idea that it's just like there are really smart people that are making really smart things but but dumb people just don't they don't get it and they don't want to get it and they don't care to get it yeah but they don't want to it's not yeah I mean they're not all dumb but yeah. it's it's almost like they don't want to they don't want to admit that that they missed out on the joke <laughs> Right, absolutely. No, it's it's, it's anti-intellectualism in general, yeah. right? I mean, it's yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, it's it's right. what it is. It's like, I mean, before long, you get to hand your Handmaid's Tale. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't take long. You know what I'm saying? Like, anti-intellectualism anti is like a big problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, back, real quick though, I I wrote down in my notes, um, I have patron saint of quality footwear. <laughs> Saint Hubbins. David Saint Hubbins. That's that's an unusual name. He was an unusual saint. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's one of those nods to the fact that this is this is a mock documentary because yes. I don't know, you can't make that up and yet and yet that you find be, it in reality sometimes something that's that made me laugh so that, much because I worked I worked at a shoe store in high school and so as soon as he said that that made me laugh because it was one of those kind of like it wasn't like a tennis shoe. it wasn't like a Foot Locker. it was it was tom mccann yeah. where we kind of sold like work, work shoes and like women's oh, high heels and so it was i was like god damn it i bet you if they had a picture of a saint it would be saint hubbins <laughs> which saint i wish hubbins. i had known you, at the time yeah i should have brought him in oh my god that okay there is a sequence in that in that outro credit thing and it's like my favorite thing in the movie and it is it's the it's the uh the namesake series of of, oh, of books on yes. tape oh, yes. oh that's right that sequence is played beautifully because right. when it gets into that like and then we got the works of julia serving plus, uh, read by someone named dr j and he's like <laughs> that's julia serving the basketball right. player i love what when, when david's like oh so uh in keeping with the series okay like <laughs> That is the namesake series, man. And also, I mean, who can forget Nigel, who won't stop with the haberdasher thing? Like, <laughs> like, like that's so brilliant when when he's when he's like, "Do you wear black?" I, I think we have that. And like, you can tell, like, Marty DeBoer, he's like, "Okay, it's so, Mulan, but no." <laughs> so you, he's, he's like, uh, 
let me go check I think we have that. Do you wear black? Like, and he won't stop. Like, that's so goddamn funny, man. Like, uh, there's, there's what are the hours? So that's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the last line of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are the hours? Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, think the about that. like, 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 think about that. We, they have so many, like so many things, f f hours of footage for this. And then you have to decide what the last line of this yes. movie is. I would, like I couldn't sleep. Like goodness, For sure. Oh, because there's there's so many candidates. Because yeah. there's the there's uh there's the um there's the uh I think it was the I think it's Viv Savage, the keyboardist, who says like um the whole famous line about like no, it's the drummer, and he says something about uh you know well I mean it's sex, rock, drug, and rock, rock and roll, <laughs> and, and 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 if I wasn't in the band, I mean. The, Sex and drugs would be good. Yeah, you know, like there's that whole line. Where, like, that could have been the last. That, yeah, I could do without the rock. That could have been the last line in the movie. Right. Honestly, or like, the thing, or would they talk about on the gravestone? They're like, here lies. Why not? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. here. Yes. Yeah, I think it was here. Here lies Davis Saint Hubbins. Yeah, and why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> that could have been the last line <laughs> yeah. too. Oh yeah. So oh good. Oh my god. Well, I remember there's if they went back and took all the video that they have like, you know, they they say there's hundreds of hours oh, and yeah. did like a, a another director's cut or even just put out a, a Zack Snyder's cut I was of this four hour long. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch like 6 hour would, cut of that. I'd be like, I'm oh, in. Yeah. That's that's half my day. As long as there's no um, slow motions in it, I I would be down. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think um, I, so. They did a they did a, a kind of a follow up. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Um, it was like a really short thing. I think it is it Bitch School. Yes. Oh, so yeah. they yeah. they had that single Bitch School uh, that they put out at like in, sometime in the early '90s, and um, included if you buy the the Bitch School music video right on VHS there's like a mini documentary that catches up with them now oh that's great. and that's and i i've always seen it like a few times but like the funniest thing is that Derek Smalls like when when they go back to England after Japan he is currently uh, uh he takes over his father's telephone sanitation business <laughs> and you see him walking around and he's just like in people's houses like and all he does is clean their phone receiver and the buttons oh that's like it's, that's his whole thing, and he's, he's talking yeah. about. It. He's like, "Oh, you know, Dad, take make sure you got to clean the receiver, and then each button, and up, oh, that's a clean phone." Okay, let's go to the next one. And like, and it, uh, it's so like, good. I'd forgotten about that, but I think that there are VHS releases with that uh, attached to the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it's like a catching up with Spinal that. Tap or something, nice. and it's so funny. I they, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I that. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be mixing things up, but I do remember watching that. But I didn't think I didn't remember it until you just you brought that up. That's it's that's weird. Yeah. I I, I I have I have uh, obviously the the album on vinyl because it's it's beautiful, but also the uh, the Bitch School seven inch, which is shaped like the girl like on the cover. It's like cut out. Like it was it was put out in two thousands. But uh, yeah, the the seven inch is shaped like her outline, and it's like a picture disc. It's pretty funny. That's funny. That's cool. Uh, one of the things I did hear about this too is that, um, and I know we said something about it earlier about them going out and still doing tours and stuff like that. Yeah. And what I heard was is that the the deal that they cut in the beginning basically gave them no money from from this movie being played over and over and 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 the, oh, yeah. the proceeds. Apparently, it was very recent, like just this last last year that they finally settled some of their. Uh, well, they, that would, they settled that, but 
that's why they were going out on tour because as long as I think it's every two years they have to re up doing those characters to keep the, oh. the licenses or whatever or the so if they keep doing that they keep the money for the characters so that the the company can't get the money for the characters idea but they're not getting money from the movie and it was this whole thing and so that was one of the reasons they went out i mean i'm sure they enjoyed it too but i just thought that was yeah, interesting sure. that you know they weren't getting money from the movies but they were getting all the money from the tour stuff and the company what and it was like well okay well, I'm, I'm happy that they were able to do that but yeah, it just seems such a fucking weird thing well, chris christopher guest is um you know I mean, he is married to Jamie Lee Curtis, so he's probably, like, yep. wiping away his tears with more of her money. He's probably like, I can't. <laughs> just more money. Oh, yeah. all, all that, what is it? Like, YoPlay? Is that the yeah. like the yogurt commercial she does? She <laughs> right. did? Like, he's probably got YoPlay money. Like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm so sad. Uh, McKeenan is married to uh, the mom off of Smallville. Uh, oh, that's not, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he shows up in Smallville, like, later on in the Metropolis seasons as uh, Perry Perry White. Um, oh, that's you know and, I knew that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, yeah, I, I, when I was watching it like live, I was like, holy shit, I know him, and uh, he's not uh, British Mike, there, but yeah, yeah. Michael McKean was on X Files, and I remember that being a big deal. I didn't know, and all of a sudden, like it was like a new episode that came out, and he played like the devil, and I was like, yeah. badass, Michael McKean, cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I, I yeah, watch him I a like, lot on sweet. on uh, Better Call Saul. At least first first couple seasons of that. I don't know if anyone's caught oh, that, okay. but he was brilliant in that. Oh, that's um, awesome. So Ryan, I got you. You watch Smar Smallville, but you won't watch MCV MCU movies. Uh, I I uh, knew <laughs> of the Smallville appearance. I have not okay. seen Smallville. Now okay. you would ask yourself, Ryan, given that Smallville is basically a combination of teen drama and yep. DC <laughs> Comics, which would be two things you should yep. love. Why have yep. you not watched it? And uh, the answer to that would be bullheadedness. Um, gotcha. and ignorance. <laughs> um, uh, but the answer is no. I've not seen Smallville. All right. So I was, I was just yeah. curious. I'm like, I'm like, okay, if you're watching that, but not watching MCU, we got we got issues. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're gonna just be you know, about all of it, I'll give it to you. But sure. <laughs> but what if uh, now? Now I feel like I need to watch Smallville so that I can like st like stoke the fires of Noah and create like more more attention. I also feel like this is the point in the podcast where because because I recommended one uh, last time and I'm like if this ever happens. Um, <laughs> now, now this is going to be one, and once again, all these are obviously like if you guys don't want to do it, it's all good. But just a reminder. If there is a there will be blood episode, Ooh. I need to be on it. I'll drink. It's very, milkshake. it's very different. That'll be a than, different than podcast, the, Yeah. Um, I could, t I am a, I could be like a character and witness nobody, for there will be blood. Nobody compare milkshakes with that. Uh, I think that should be off, <laughs> off limits. That's too, uh, too obvious, right? Unless there's like a milkshake tea, then, then. Brian, oh, that's, that's, a, that's another one that um, I haven't actually, seen. Actually, I hate to tell you, but they call oil Texas tea. Okay. So I've already got that set up. All right. Guys, I've already got that. I mean, like, I, I've already got that build up. Like I said, don't got to do it. But if we do a There Will Be Blood episode, I, I, I'd i be happy to be on that. We actually, no. we have a we have our next two, I believe, set up, but we're not, we're not okay. set up after that. We, have we you seen There Will Be Blood, Noah? No, I have not. Because we so traditionally all, don't do, good with we've, stuff we've, that I we've avoided seen. kind of the heavy dramas. So that would be a, an interesting, uh, interesting direction. Noah, I'm so jealous of you. I'm <laughs> so jealous that you've not seen it. Just because Harry, he gets to experience you... it or that? Yes. Yeah. 
He used to watch it for the first time. Eric, did I show you that, or did you see it before me, and then we both watched no, it together? No, 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 no. You told me to go over to your house. We're going to turn out the lights, and we're going to watch. <laughs> there will How many more. times does that happen? Uh, more, uh, more than. There, not with there will be one time with there will be blood, but probably <laughs> five times we've done that. Um, but uh, sensory deprivation kind of shit. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, he didn't tell me that it was a direct um, sequel to uh, Last of the Mohicans, which is strange. But you know, uh, no. once you realize that, it just changes everything. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I, that's a movie I done watching. I said this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, the minute yeah. the credits thing, I'm like, this is like one of my top five favorite movies. No, but anyways, why don't that? Noah, did you see Punch Drunk Love? Because that's the same director that uh, that wrote and directed that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I did see that one. And uh, what's that? Adam Sandler. So, so it's yeah, a, yeah. certainly a more dramatic. Um, style oh, yeah. for for even someone like Adam Sandler. I think we talked a little bit about that when we did the podcast on uh, yeah. mm-hmm. his uh, Diamond... Um, yeah, Uncut what? Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah. Oh, Uncut Gems was kind of crazy. Yeah, that movie, okay. That, 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 one, might, Eric? that might be one of the one dramas we've done, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that was such Uncut a crazy... Uncut Gems like, was kind of intense, man. Yeah, it was from start to finish. Like, like you, you, Eric, Eric, you should check it out. I think you really like it. Uh, it was one of those... About a, half, halfway through, I had to pause and just, like, <laughs> take a break from it. And I... And, yeah. And and I almost like I almost went to the internet to to find out the ending because I was just I was really knotted up inside no, it, about what would happen. Um, but then it I, does it does that. Eric, have you seen that? No, guys, no. It, it, that's that movie that has one of the guys from uh, Grown Ups too, right? One of the guys <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it's, that, it's Adam, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Oh, Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Girl it probably Street, has yeah. more than one because he brings everybody is... he knows in all his movies. Yes, he does. Yeah, that movie loved, though, I've loved all of his serious stuff. I like, do I don't too. care. I... I like, I like his '90s <laughs> comedies for the most part. But um, yeah, but but his serious stuff. Like, I, you mentioned Punch Drug Love. I loved that. Uh, Funny People. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Spanglish great. was one of my favorites. Oh, I didn't well, that's kind that. of a comedy. I, but uh, Spanglish is. But so, it is more it, of a. It's a, a, a serious, but it has a little comedy in it. It is so good. It's well, I think a, honestly believe that the 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 wedding singer is one of the best rom coms of all time. Oh. I actually like oh, yeah, Fifty I First did, Dates like is that. one of my all time. Like I could watch that over and over again. Yeah, I, like, I love that movie so much. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Drew Barrymore's on my card. So it, you know, that just helps. Well, see, none of those people see, are. It, it, none of those people are. There will be blood. So uh, that'll be. <laughs> that'll still be a leap. <laughs> no, it's just Daniel Day Lewis all the time, every day, all day. <laughs> yeah. He's on my hours. card, so it's okay. So that's no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Then that's great. Um, him and Paul Dano. That's pretty much the entire movie. Is him and Paul Dano uh, hating each other? It's yeah, it's nice. gorgeous. Yeah, I heard about it. I just have I. It's one of those things. Is I I have to limit my stuff that my wife won't watch with me, and this is probably one of those just by based on the title. Um. So, but uh, I do get great. I will say it's not that really. It's not gory. It's that that has a different meaning. It's more emotionally violent. (laughs) Yeah, she gets. She just, I mean, she doesn't like assholes, so I don't know why she's with me, oh, but I mean, the, oh, opening, well, she the, opening, the opening scene's a little painful, but, uh, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, yeah, alley, so that, that kind of got me. That's what Ryan said. He's like, do you like Daniel Day-Lewis? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you like indoor bowling? Like, oh, like in your own home. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we gotta watch. We don't. We, we can't spoil. No. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta keep it yeah. down. But um, okay. yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. If, if she's in a, a gory thing or, or people like being injured or like hurt or whatever, I wouldn't say that movie's got too much of that. It's a lot about just. It's just a slow crawl, and and the cinematography is gorgeous, and I, gotcha. I love it like a child. Um, it is. It, it, um, it's one of the, yeah, a slow crawl is a good thing. Like you can like 
it's not as fast as Spinal Tap, where, where like Spinal Tap, <laughs> things happen and you don't like know what's going on. Like, right. and I bring it back up because I didn't notice that Nigel has a Gumby doll in his pocket yes. at some point. He, I, I saw too. him wear the Gumby shirt. Yeah, he wears a Gumby shirt for a show or like in the in the uh-huh. in the uh, behind the scenes or whatever, and then. Like the next scene, he's got a full ass Gumby doll in his yeah. pocket. Like apparently that Gumby doll is throughout the movie, but it's hidden. Is it really? In different, yeah, I heard Weird. someone talking about it, and yeah, there's something to do with Gumby, and I can't remember what it was, but there oh, is a thing so that has to do with Gumby, <laughs> and they they say he's I don't know how I I'd love to know the count on how many times it's it, he's mm-hmm. in the film, but they say he's like in the background. And it's not like oh, very evident. Awesome. It's like sometimes it's that's just awesome. like the head, and you know, I, I think that'd be kind of yeah. Cool. Get a Gumby count one day or something. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah, that's really good. That's Alrighty. super good. Yeah, mime cool. is money. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, is money. mime is mime money. Is money. <laughs> mime is money. Come on, mime is money. That so it's funny. I didn't realize that was uh, Billy Crystal the first time through. And everybody talked mm-hmm. about it, and so the next time through, I, I like literally, I, I stopped everything, went into a different room to watch that scene, and delivers it. I mean, it's a hundred percent Billy Crystal. Like, oh, it he, is. He, it's it is so perfect. And I was like, oh, and then it's Bruno Kirby, cool. and the you know he's the limo driver, and they they went on to make a couple movies. They got City Slickers, and When Harry Met Sally. And, yeah, and so, yeah. So, which yeah. oh, I didn't even think about it, but When Harry yeah. Met Sally was directed by Rob Reiner, so that he probably oh, you know had them in his yeah, back just pocket. All circles, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean, like, it, yeah, it's it's such. Well, a cool I was thing. like, it took me. I don't know how many viewings it took me years of viewings to notice in that famous, you know, like, you know, these go to 11 scene when he actually goes to grab that Marshall head and tilt it up. So you can see the numbers. Mm-hmm. It took me forever. to Notice he like wipes away some cocaine from the top of the cab. Oh yeah. Did you <laughs> yep. notice that? Oh shit. No. Oh, yeah. 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 There's like a, there's like a bump up. There's like just the end of a line of cocaine there's and you see lines. it tilted up and, and he, and he like, he like, he like dusts it off before he camera goes into the numbers. I remember, okay. I, I mean, it was years of watching it before I noticed that, that the, one little thing. The, I don't think in the whole movie they actually ever see them doing any drugs. I think there's some, uh, maybe some of the some of the uh, fans or some of the groupies are. are there is some it. girls that there's some girls some groupies that just. That I don't do. think yeah. any of the the main three do. Yeah. If anyone, if it's either the drummer or the or the keyboardist, I, I, but you might be right. Like I don't even know if they do. But the if keyboardist they did, is very like low. Like you barely notice him. Yeah, he's creepy as fuck. He is creepy. He was a real, I mean, he's a real, he's a real keyboardist. I think he toured with some other bands and and he came on. uh, Oh, they just needed a keyboard. It's like, we're just looking for a keyboard. Most he probably thought it was a real band. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would have been so good if they sold him on the idea that that was real. Oh my goodness. I love that line. I love that line when 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 Nigel's out of the band and they're like trying to figure out how they're gonna play the show the songs. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like Viv 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 and like Viv won't pay attention. And he's like what? He's like, can you play a baseline similar to what Nigel plays in Big Bottom? And I love that his response is yeah yeah I've got two hands. I've got two hands. That's my favorite. Like he's like he's like yeah yeah I have two hands. Like that ah oh, that's an improv. It's so funny. It's like yeah I can do that. Oh, I got two hands. Um, yeah, I got two hands. I I've gotten through all of my notes for pretty much most of the stuff. Um, one of the one uh, I already talked about them doing the stuff. Yeah, I think I've gotten through all my notes. I don't know if you guys got any more written down that you guys wanted to hit on. Um, 
I was um, just happy to go th- down the reality TV show rabbit hole, and uh, I think we <laughs> yeah, talk uh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that was, was perfect. Um, That's a hot so, take. So, so I, I guess before we go, though, I want to know. Uh, this doesn't have to be because it's hard. It doesn't have to be your favorite song. You don't have to commit, but just right now in your gut, right now, just like today, this uh, tonight, tonight. What's your favorite Smile Tap song? Stonehenge just, to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just the uh, performance and everything like that. It, <laughs> it 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 resonates because it reminds me. You know, I was a big Marillion fan back in back in the in the eighties, and yeah, and you know they were a little bit more lyrically uh, inclined, but. Uh, but it kind of had that same sort of feel that that kind of gets me in that mood. So so that's where uh-huh. that's that's what that's what I went went for. Well, I mean, it does have the highest production value of anything they've ever done. Well, that's the highest production value of anything we've ever done. <laughs> right. From for me, um, I'm torn between two because uh, Big Bottom is is such a fun song, and, I, and I'm a bass guy. I love the bass, so the yeah. fact that it's all bass, I'm like all about that. And I mean. I got uh, I like big back uh, you know butts is is a huge favorite of mine um, mm. so it, it stays right in that genre kind of thing so I'm kind of torn with that and, but and if I had with to pick series <laughs> right oh it keeps me with the series yes yes if I if I have to pick a song that I was actually going to listen to over and over again I, I'm, I'm I've got to go with give me some money <laughs> I, I oh, just enjoyed that so much it's just it's yeah. fun. And so I think to me that I, I would have to go with that. His vocal approach is so bratty. That's what I love yeah. about that song. It's so bratty, and even it, it, it's funny because you just hear that come across like in the in the the, the vocal take. But yeah. when you watch the music video, it's even more bratty. Like like it's like I just love it. I love it. I love the drummer in in the video that the, he that's just got a, that. that's that's Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. Yeah. Did you know that? Like he, he I mean he looks the part too. It's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it's so it's so fun. That that one to me Stubby? is definitely is the best music wise that I, I think would definitely listen Stumpy to. Stumpy Pete, Stumpy yeah, Joe, Stumpy, 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 yeah. <laughs> like one of their drummers is named Peter James Bond at one point. Right, you right. Know that they, you know that they improv that. Like Pete Peter Peter James Bond. Like, you know. <laughs> and it's John okay. Stumpy Pete. Yes. Oh well, and there were some other good ones. Um but yeah, I, I, had the, I, think... I had the cast list up or, or, or whatever. Yeah, so so A. Begley Jr. in Give Me Some Money, he's John Stumpy Peets. No, and then there's uh, Eric Peppies. Stumpy Joe Child. Yes, yes. Um. Oh God, it, it, it's great good stuff. But yeah, those are those are two. What what about you, Eric? Where are you at? Um. Once well, again, just today, I... man. No, no big pressure. Just tonight. Tonight, what's your tonight. favorite song? Well, I had totally forgotten about Bitch School. And I know that's not in the technical movie. It's not the movie, right? yeah. I remember that, and I, I can't recall the melody for it, but I do remember singing something to that effect. Like, it, it, there's a there's a earworm in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but but sticking to the movie, um, you know, you're I'm first introduced to uh to um you know Big Bottom, which is like, you know, just great. Like just mm-hmm. it, it's just great. But then like each movie, cheek day, <laughs> that's my favorite line. Uh, you get to um. <laughs> You get to Sex Farm later in the movie, and right. and so I'm like, well, Sex Farm's great, and it's hard to leave Big Bottom behind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. How how, how can that. I leave this behind? Right. I did. I never caught that until this viewing. That that. That's oh. <laughs> so good. And, oh man, that's so uh, good. That's gonna that's gonna get me. But Sex Farm was just like, like just it's. I think it's also coming off a. Uh, um, but you um, can dance to it. it. <laughs> well, yeah, you can exactly. dance to it. 
so um, I, the, the, <laughs> the line "I'll rake and hoe you down" <laughs> is one of the funniest yeah. fucking lines. I love that line so much. So good. So good. Oh Ryan, man, Ryan, where are you at? So I, I I'm I'm gonna split one. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop a couple uh, right now. Uh, in my most recent viewing, for whatever reason, like every once in a while, uh, uh, rock and roll creation gets me. The scene with the pods, you know, and and oh, that right, song right. that song kills. And that song is a, a banger. So so that 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 feels like it's up there. And then I I got I got I got to back Steve up on Stonehenge today because <laughs> uh, my all my recent viewing Stonehenge it just it just really I guess Stonehenge and rock and roll creation are similar songs. They have like slow parts and fast parts, and then they go back to like the really good riff rock. Uh, so they're they're kind of cousins in that respect. Um, uh, but um, I think I'm gonna have to settle on. I'll do rock and roll creation today. Today it just feels like it's a rock and roll creation day. So the, the part that got me in that was, uh, you know, they go down the line and the, the first two come out of the pods and then, you know, yeah. he gets stuck. The coolest thing to me, though, is I'm watching that. He is still in the pod playing <laughs> the, the bass. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like he's acting playing the bass. It looks like I was like, I, that was some cool shit. Now, the whole act of trying to get him out was fucking over the top yeah. ridiculous because oh, like, low torch and all this shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. but then they pay it off because it opens up at the when he comes out when they're going in and then it closes before he can get in. I'm like, that just. But then he sells it by, by raising oh, his yeah. arm and that, it's like, yeah. That right there, <laughs> if, 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 if that is 100%. Lukewarm uh, water is. Yes. That's lukewarm that, water that, right that, there. That, <laughs> old, like, that is 100% that character. You can just put a picture of that and be like, all you need to know about him is that. Uh, yeah. I that love that scene so me. much. I would have I been kicking the shit out of that fucking cage before. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I love it because it, that song, I don't know if they intended this, but that song is his juiciest bass work. Like, he has a bass solo in that song. Like, and he's trapped in the goddamn pot and he's playing it. He's like upright, well, like, doo -doo, yeah. doo -doo, doo -doo, right. doo -doo. he's well, like doing it. But like, that's his like best bass work. And he's in and, the pod for it, which is the best. And that's like indicative of like a really good band because like you're dealing with so many moving parts. And if things fall, yeah. anything could fall apart at a moment's notice. And you have to learn to hang with it. Same thing with comedians. Like if you got to yes. be able to roll with it. So Ryan and I played some shows together and um, we used to, just for fun, we would sing the theme song to Growing Pains. And oh, this, nice. is, this story is ridiculous. This story is and terrible, so by the way. I could yeah. never actually play the, so, so Ryan would like play lead usually on some stuff and like, uh, because he's fantastic at everything he does but like i i would uh, write these stupid songs and so i we, we'd play together and we played this coffee house here in plant city and it was it's our town is like super conservative and uh not that there's really anything wrong with it but it's just that's the mindset and um the uh we play some songs and then all of a sudden i just go into the acapella show me that smile again is that what it, okay your boy <laughs> your boy now he, right up there with me this is this is the this, so this is the backstory a little bit so okay 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 at eric's house just on we, we'd record turtle soup at like four in the morning on like a friday <laughs> night yeah i would be dead ass tired i'd worked that day before that and i'd be like i couldn't drive and there's a point where like my wife was literally like ryan you need to like sleep at his house like i i don't want you driving home because it's like a 30 minute drive and, and it's kind of a, a to get from Plant City to where I live is kind of some dark two-lane road business. It's kind of uh, – if there's a drunk driver, they can just run you off the road. She's like, you need to sleep there. So 
I basically got the the go sign from my wife to have like a, basically a year of sleepovers at my best friend's house <laughs> uh, in my 30s. Uh, so I'm over there doing this, and we would just sit around late at night and like work on the harmonies for that. <laughs> and like, and Eric would start singing it, and I'd come in, and we'd like sing it, and we'd just do it, and, and I could play it on guitar, kind of like the backing chords, but it's kind of weird. And so he springs this on me. Yeah, like no, it's like yeah. the end of a show. show. I'm done. <laughs> like, like so, I'm, I've got my guitar. I'm getting ready. To, you know, people are clapping, and it's actually really full of people. This place was like yeah. kind of packed. And he does that. You know, show me that smile, and I'm like. <laughs> I look at his, this, and I know it's a cappella. There's no guitar, and I know yeah. I have to sing it with him. <laughs> so he awesome. makes me run the two-part harmony for that theme song, and the people in the crowd were like, "Yeah," <laughs> but they, but it's great because every single person that had someone they knew there, and probably most some people that didn't have someone, it was you saw this clapping. And then they were talking to the person next to him. Like, what <laughs> the fuck was that? Um, oh. And then the, the then the owner comes out and said he looks at um, like he looks at me and says, "You, I under, I get that, but you." <laughs> and to point to Ryan, and it's like yeah. I don't, I forget what he said. Basically saying, "I can see you being gay, but you, like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, like, basically, you, you, I, I don't know." Right. Yeah. Oh, this is this is the same guy that walks out when we're getting set up. He walks out and goes. Because he had a coffee shop down below the, the, the venue. He goes, all right, guys, anything you guys want? And you think he's going to say, like, just go get it, right, from the coffee the shop? Yeah. On the house. He goes, anything you want? 10% off. And, like, walks out of the room, and we're like, what the hell? I was like, well, these were sparing me, like, tax, bro. Like, Yeah, that's that's some tap shit. Like, that's some tap shit, right? That's some smile tap shit. When Yes, that that was a smile tap moment. So if I would have been at that show, you guys would have got a tear to my eye because that that is one of those songs that like that. And for some reason, theme song to Cheers fucks me up. Yep. Right. That. And and then one the one other one is MASH. I cannot hold the fucking teachers. I can't I can't watch MASH. Oh, really? My uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. Neither of one of us can. It 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 elicits like such a, a deep well of sadness in us the minute the theme song comes to some of the way it's shot it's so desaturated we can't do it have you ever seen have you ever seen the movie i remember no i watched the movie after i had seen this this the series for a long time and i was really kind of offended at the fact that they put lyrics to the music because that it was was originally a song it's like get these lyrics out of here the music resonates on its own that's what they took for the for the tv those things to me are like the song about suicide isn't the song called suicide is painless yeah suicide is painless yeah Yeah. like that show's too dark that show's (laughs) too dark it is. That's, well, that's why they brought in Klinger. You got Klinger to kind of like. And I, and no, I is a Disney them. princess. Did you know that? Klinger oh yeah, is that's a Disney see, <laughs> I love and, and I love dark stuff, but something about that I can't. I, I just can't. Well, to me, it's one of those. Is I watched it with my dad. Same thing with Growing Pains and and Cheers. So for me, it's always those those reaches back to my childhood. Oh for sure, yeah. It's built so in. Uh, but it, it, those songs will definitely like get me going. You know, it's one of those like, oh damn it. So yeah, I would I would have been all I would have been that guy up on the table just you know throwing money at like, you kind you, of thing. You you heard the sign like your your music saved my life. You know, like <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. That's pretty good. Um, cool. Uh, anybody else have anything about Spinal Tap specifically? 
Other than the hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, when I first watched it, I was I was a little I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is this? This I can't believe this. And then the more I listened to it, the more I heard about it, the more I got the backstory. It is really, really funny and really good. It's one of those awesome. things is is you gotta almost understand it before you can really appreciate it. And mm. and I don't know if you can even get that in one watching. Which is, oh, is, yeah. is you know, it's a credit to it in a way because there's not a lot of movies like that you can say that about that it, it gets it gets better the more you watch it. It's got a lot of accolades too. I think it was, you know, entered into the Library of Sciences. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what all these places are, but some sort of Hall of Fame of movies. And, yeah, uh, it is. because well, of it's a movie. It's longevity. Yeah. Well, so 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 this links back to Rocky Horror and stuff too. These are movies that greatly profited from home video. Yes. I believe if I don't know if home video development was knocked off for ten more years. I don't know if like Rocky Horror or Spinal Tap or even a Wayne's World, even these movies that are Jurassic Park, these movies that people saw and sure you see it once and you're like, wow, that's awesome or, or yeah. eh. but the more you watch it, the more you become a massive fan. Like, I think that like, I think that's why like Spinal Tap was kind of a slow roller coming out of the gate. People were like, all right, that's weird. I mean, everyone's, <laughs> exactly. I guess it's funny, but, but the more you see it that people could watch it over and over again on home video, the more it blew up. Right. And I think that's a huge part of the success story for that movie because it, like you're saying, no, it, it is. I think you said you watched it twice, right? Yeah, I watched and, it twice total, but I've listened. And to even about on the second viewing, there was like hours more there. Oh, for sure. Well, because yeah. I listen to everybody talk about these things, and so I, I watch deeper and I get more of the meaning and I understand the background more, and and it it hits harder. And so it it definitely, in my mind, at my age now watching it. If I if I would have known all the other stuff, I would have been like I would never go back to it. But now yeah. going back to it, I'm like, oh, okay, this has some some great humor in it, and mm. and stuff like that, which is it's pretty cool that that that's the case. And like the the going to eleven, I've known that forever. I mean, I've said mm -hmm. that m more times than I could think of, not knowing the whole gist of what it was, <laughs> right. which was hilarious. The yeah. fact that uh, I think it's Marshall actually made that amplifier for them oh. with the numbers that yeah. go to 11. Mm -hmm. so, so old old Marshalls used to go to 12. Oh, really? So it's kind of it's, it's funny, yeah. So so the old cuz Marshalls a, a British amp company. So they they used to go to 12 for some reason. Okay. Um then they I guess recently had just knocked their amps back to 10. So <laughs> I want to say that it was something about them about them remembering that and old, some old Fender amps go to twelve for some reason. That was like a thing, um, and I want to say that like that's some of them remembering that the amps used to go higher, gotcha. and that part of the joke came from like, wait, this only goes to ten, like, but you know, this other Marshall I have goes to twelve, so they made the whole joke of like it goes to eleven. Maybe that's why America's so resistant of going to the metric system because we don't want to change our feet to. You know, 12 yeah. inches to, to, to right, 10, 10, you know, inches. it's like, well, yeah. so the funny thing is, is if you think about an amplifier, it doesn't matter what the fucking numbers are. They're just no. a representation of well, where, that's the, the where it is yeah. on the pot. <laughs> I, love, I love how like, Marty DeBerge gets that. I love how Marty DeBerge, who, who probably doesn't know much about this gear, just goes, well, why don't you make 10 louder yeah. and make that the loudest one? And how like Nigel's just like flummoxed on that. He's like, no, I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah. The pause goes to 11. Too. The pause, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 the timing the is gorgeous. The explanation is great. But the electrician in me and then the electronics <laughs> yeah. in me went, it doesn't matter what the number is. It's, that's, no. just the, that's just the, the high point of the stopping point. 
there's a low yeah. point and a high point in the middle, and you just put you could have no numbers and just notches, which we do in electronics. A and lot. that's why he's yeah. the dumberer of the two, you know. He's the, he's the one. <laughs> oh, you got fried up a little here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, like, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I have a my I have a reissue of like an old Fender Champ, um, and it goes to twelve. That's and awesome. I've totally made the joke before where I'm like, you seen this one goes to 11. Check this yeah. out. You know what I mean? You get a little, you know, one, I, get, I get one more off the edge. I love how he says, well, I want to go off the edge. Well, we need that one push off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Like, that's, because back in the day, like with people with marshals, I mean, they used to literally, like when he says when you're you're up at 10, you're 10 you're, all your amps knobs are up at 10, they used to play like that. Because like the way that the marshals are are wired is you know there's like the mid uh, bass mid and treble control and then there's mm -hmm. the master volume and then the the preamp volume, well like if you turned up the bass mid and treble you got more amperage out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't just shape the tone it was like it would turn up the signal. So like yeah. when he says you're 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 up to ten you're up to ten, like really big metalheads back in like the seventies and stuff like that used to literally dime them out. <laughs> like all the way and the, the amps just like crying basically like screaming <laughs> um so yeah i guess they they probably would have wanted to go go to 11 you right, know just, just it's, it's it's one louder well they, <laughs> you know, they I, are I love the loudest the loudest band in in europe yes I guess that, yes if you're, going, if you're going to 12 that makes you the loudest band in florida yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah, yeah. remember, Smiltap is only. Uh, I love how he says, uh, "One of England's England's loudest bands." They're yeah. not even the loudest. They're, they're one of. Yeah. I love that he's in the beginning where he's like, "I was impressed by their punctuality." That's also right, another right. joke. I love. Yes. I love that joke. That was so good. Their talent and their punctuality. Uh, and the punctuality. That's important. God. <laughs> I mean, they're punctual guys. I mean, they 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 kept them waiting in Cleveland, but that's because they couldn't find the the, the stage door. <laughs> uh, that was such a, a hard one to watch too. Just the I'm like, oh man, how stupid! But I mean, it, yes. it played to the joke, well, and, I, and the I, expression on the janitor when he kind of when they double back, and he's just yes. like, oh yeah, oh my, <laughs> that's great. Must have taken a wrong trip. What's funny is when you hear him, because uh, I've watched this scene too many times. Uh, this is the same part of my brain that analyzed that, that basically uh, uh, got broken when I realized that the full house house doesn't work. <laughs> like when yeah. you realize that the full house house can't exist. Yeah. Uh, that the upstairs and downstairs don't work and you go, why? <laughs> and you think about it too much. The same part of my brain realizes that uh, when he tells him the directions again. So the first time he says, take a right, there's a left jog and there's a door on your left. <laughs> then he, they start interrupting him. And then he says, take two rights mm. and there's a door on your right. And so he fucks it up. So I think that's like the joke is that we yeah. you know, obviously you take two rights, you're coming right back where you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but they got it crossed up. I love that. Two rights don't make a wrong, or was it two, two wrongs don't make a two right? Two wrongs don't make a wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, one of the things, so, uh, you know, when you, when you hear another podcast and, and you just know that the people aren't very smart and they're talking, they were talking about this scene. <laughs> Hey, stop talking about our show, man. Come no, on, no, this is, this, this we're is here. We're actually on the podcast. Sure. Like, I was listening to this guy, and and he's like talking about that scene, and he's like, you know, you take the right, and then there's a jog, to, and he's like, why would they run? And I was like, you don't know what a jog to the left is. Right. I literally was like, he, yeah, okay. I, I immediately went, okay, I'm done with this. They point. make that joke in the movie. <laughs> like, I think I think Nigel says, I don't think we have time for that. When he says, you take a jog to the left, he says, I don't think we have time for that in the background. Like, they made that joke in the movie, and, th and this guy thought it was a jog, a real jog? Yeah. yeah. 
Or maybe they were like, maybe they were trying wow. to go a little, you know. No, no, it, I thought that at first too, but I listened to a little bit more, and the guy was like, "It just didn't make sense. Why would people jog?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I I can't listen." There, I find Whoa. that a lot. Like if I listen to ten podcasts on on a show doing research, there's at least two out of that ten that I'll be like, "Oh my god, I just wasted whatever time I spent on this." I'll, I'll find some great ones uh, out of it a lot of times, but yeah. there's literally some that I'm like. Oh my God! You should never do another show again. <laughs> so yeah, that happens. Um, yeah. That well, happens. I found uh, in in the research I've done recently, just for podcasts, that uh, there was the greatest uh, increase of podcasts from 2019 to 2021 because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They said like almost the number of podcasts doubled. Now, yeah, granted, most imagine. of those podcasts don't get past 12 episodes. Sure. And so <laughs> yeah, it's yep. like, but they had just so many people and I was like, okay. Y'all y'all got like a hundredth episode around the corner. Yeah, this yeah, is, we're this at is 85. Right we're 88. 88. Wow, dude. Congratulations. Oh. That that's a great run, man. Damn. Yeah. Get up on a hundred. Right. 88, 88. That means we can uh go back in time uh 38. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, what, we should have done back to the future for this one. Oh, we missed the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything planned for episode 100 like no, are you I, like i did like your idea about the drinks that's a that's a good uh we hadn't thought of anything yet like i said we've got we've got the next two set up but nothing much past that other than our every three week mm. mcu stuff um which is becoming a, like every other week with all the extra, with extra it, things yeah. that are yeah. dropping so much stuff coming out you guys are like i mean like I, when that stuff's coming out you guys are like full-time mcu podcasters for a minute <laughs> yeah. like you have to be worth i mean bit, yeah yeah um, awesome. But no, uh, like we've got, uh, we're doing um, Fifth Element next week. Um, oh, nice! And then uh, we have MCU after that, and then uh, there's a couple others. I know the new Ghostbusters is coming out soon, so that's oh, going to be yeah. in that rotation life, somewhere. Yeah. So it, it's kind of just we're just playing them by ear. We have a list of things, but it's nothing set in stone. It's it's kind of like we hear something that's fun to do, and we'll we'll go jump on that and do it because that's you know. We we play most of this by the ear. It's kind yeah. of like well, let's let's. Do we got that. we got we got way too inspired by a podcast called The Uncanny X Cast, and they did these like really like dramatic like crazy things for their like 100th episode. Uh-huh. They're like really epic, and we were just like, how are we gonna top that? Like, <laughs> yeah. like like instead of just doing like a special like oh like today we're doing we did mm. the. Did we do the movie for episode 100 or was that episode 50, Eric? I can't remember. I think the, it was 50. the first Turtles movie. 50. Yeah. 50. What did we do for one? Watch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 100 was. Uh, that was, was the whole um, wrestling. No, that Danny, was wasn't it? That was 200. Oh, 200. 100 um, yeah, was, God. Uh, was the. Uh, to- uh, what do we do? The different podcasts. The different. Uh, we did oh, different yeah. Podcasts. The alternate reality podcast. Yes. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that was that one. <laughs> we had to do some, something with all this production value because that's what Xcast did and that's who inspired us. And we were like, oh, yeah. we can't let them. I mean, they, they did a. I think, was there episode 100 a behind the, behind the music? On, it was a behind the music where they did a musical essentially, and yeah, they did a musical. Amazing. And I'm like, get any idea, Steve? You know, I can't say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I complimented Steve's guitar last time, and I feel like Steve's got it. He's got a keyboard there too, so that's all you need. Oh, he, and then you he, just got to get Noah. He can play get Noah. Noah. I, I am so unmusical. I can dance for a white guy, but I cannot sing. <laughs> we did a duet. But I can once. dance. I can. If, if if you can see me dance in a podcast, I got it. Then there you go. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, hey, you, you might just stream it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe, I maybe, know. uh, 
Maybe Noah could play the X-Wing. Is that an X-Wing in the background, Steve, of your thing? Yeah, it was a buddy at work gave me all the, it's a Lego one. When he, he was collecting them over, over the pandemic, he got a whole bunch of them and he put out an, That's so good. an alert that said, hey, does anyone want to do some Legos? And I said, yeah, I'll do one. There's some Star Wars Legos. And so it was, a, but it's That's not an actual Lego. It's actually a knockoff from, uh, from, from Japan or something like that. It's and like so, Lego. And so, uh, you know, all the pieces were just in one big, big huge bag and that there, there's a like, lot of pieces in there and so yeah, sorting it's through it's like oh i need this little one like this and and mm-hmm. i'm going through like uh so it was quite a yeah. quite an ordeal but uh but i got through it <laughs> eric what's the japanese knockoff legos you know this uh i actually don't know it um it wouldn't be mega blocks would it no that's an actual um a, a legit brand that's now Owned by it's called Mega Constructs and they're Mega Constructs. Just yeah. just so you know though, these S foils do lock and attack positions, so I can I can go back oh. and forth on these. It's kind of it's it's. it's inter- I would expect it's interactive, yeah. no less. <laughs> I would expect no less. That thing looks gorgeous. So maybe like Noah can like play that somehow. Yeah, you can play the guitar. Just logging it in and out of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can do sound effects. Oh right, yeah, yeah that's Yeah, we'll find yeah. something pretty cool to do. Um, I'm not sure what it'll be yet, but yeah, we'll, we're looking at it. That um, definitely, awesome. you know, you can just play. You could have all the kids at martial arts just punch you in the in the gut, and we'll record that, and that'll be your backing. Uh, you yeah, know. yeah, it's kind of like the the the, the like timbale or whatever. Like you know, that'd be like doom doom doom. That's right. Oh, that's what, what was it? Uh, Man on the Moon. Uh, uh, Latka. What, what's his name? Didn't he actually play oh. his belly on, uh, on, on some, yeah, yeah. Um, on Carson uh, what, what, or something like that? What's his name? Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, that was just oh, Andy Kaufman. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, hey guys, song, uh, the song that has that, that. There's that song that's talking about. Uh, it's isn't it REM that does one? Man of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great song. That's yeah, a really good song. Um. Well, thanks for having us on, guys. We really appreciate yeah. it. I, I am, I'm a, I was so happy to be back, and, and it's great. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, we get professional podcasters on here with us, and uh, <laughs> so now you can say that on, on. I mean, 88 episodes in, though, at some point, you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to, like, own the fact that you are also now, like, <laughs> at those pro ranks, my man. Like, you and Steve, you guys are killing it. Like, so... The commitment to make 88, and I'm not joking when I say this, like it's not just flattery. The commitment to stick with something and keep going with it for this number of episodes is a, a huge achievement. Uh, mm-hmm. Most podcasts don't make it anywhere close to where you're at. Um, and it's and the commitment level is, and that's a big thing that Eric and I talked about when we first started the show. I remember like we're leaning against the back of my truck <laughs> and and we talked about it. And I don't know, once again, I, and, yeah, naked. And I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, you know, if we do this, we have to, we're not going to stop. And the other one was like, yep, yep. Like if we start this, we're not going to stop it. Well, no, and, and, if, if we ever, if we ever do stop, we will have a bartending career with all the drinks we've been coming up with. So, right. Uh, yeah. That's actually, what I'm saying. There you go. That's Two what words. I'm saying. I mean, you start doing the podcast live from your, like your, your, your bars. So you like basically combine the bars somewhere. Like you're, right. you're liquor cabinet. <laughs> no, it's like, okay. You combine them and then, and you just talk about movies every night, every yeah. night at the bar, there's another movie. I actually about. thought about that. If we ever went to the aspect of doing a live, like you guys did, we it would do the live mix of the drinks and stuff like that. Which oh, is, yeah. oh, you guys nice. got like, like a whole like pregame pregame show where you're like yeah. mixing the drinks and getting ready. Oh. And then, oh, and they're, and they're all themed around the movie. Oh no, that's yeah. a brilliant idea. <laughs> Like if you can yeah. orchestrate that, no, that's 
that's yeah. genius. So we might have, we might do it. I, it's going to take some research into how to get the get all the stuff to process. So, uh, mm. but I definitely, I mean, well, just just guys. bother bother Eric. Uh, email Eric yeah. a lot about what he does for the show because he does yeah. a lot and he knows a lot some about sorcery that sorcery and some deals with the devil. But other than yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So, well, yeah, thanks thanks for ha- uh, coming on with us, guys. Like I said, it was it was so much fun. Um, we will definitely find some stuff to bring you guys back uh, anytime. You guys are always welcome. Um, oh yeah. You know, if you have suggestions, let us know. And and then to anybody who's still listening, hopefully, you know, uh, you can let us know uh, either at our we have a Facebook uh, at uh, it's the HWIS HWSI podcast. I can I can speak. Um, or you can email us at the hwsi podcast uh, at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you would like to hear. Um, that's what we're here for is, is kind of to talk about what we love and, and to talk about what you guys want to hear. So um, that's all I got to say. Anything? Nope. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's how we seize it. What are the hours? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. <laughs>